Hello, everybody. We are back on this week's show. Ben and Justin join us to catch up on the UK Games Expo and all the news that's come out from the community and the hobby over the past seven days. Brother Lloyd also pops in and we talk a bit about trains. No surprise there. And top of all of that, we also have a copy of Hit the Beach for Flames of War to give away from store.ontabletop.com. To be able to the chance to win, you need to comment on this video, give us a like, be a subscriber to the channel on YouTube, and if you can, share it around. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because we're going to go through a week's worth of news, and your weekend starts now. Hello everybody, we're back again after our little expo hiatus and I am joined by Brother Lloyd Hey, Justin <laughs> and of course, as always, Ben is with me, my sibling tasty boy. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Mm. So before we get kicked into the show and let you know everything that's been happening in the news over the past week, uh, there's a couple of bits of, of sort of bookkeeping, housekeeping we need to do. Uh, first up, Benjamino. The UK Games Expo then. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a lot of rushing around, a lot of taking videos of things, lots of pictures, but it was also very, very fun as well. It was really nice to go there and see a lot of the companies that we hadn't seen in a while, um, see some big names, see lots and lots of indies as well, which was really cool. fantastic. Uh, and all of that content that we managed to put together uh, is available as part of the UK Games Expo section on uh, on Tabletop. Um, so if you want to dive in and watch either the three live streams that we did or the three live blogs, which are packed full of videos, I think there's about sort of like between 25 and 30 videos mm. in each of those, which is pretty cool. You can go and check each of those out, watch the videos. They're also available over on youtube.com forward slash on Tabletop Live, as Lloyd drilled into me constantly over the weekend. <laughs> so if you want to go and check out the video there in a big long playlist then you can do that as well i believe we also have playlists over on our main youtube channel as well so there's a good option to go and watch it there too but if you want to get involved and sort of put some comments in as well that would also be awesome and, and check out what everyone else was seeing about the event over uh, the last weekend um, as i say it was really good fun it was fantastic talking to a lot of different people we actually got a whole bunch of videos uh, that covered like a, a wide range of things mm. um so we had miniature games in there which was really cool there's a really fantastic one that's kind of like a a new game coming out towards the end of this year by Kickstarter called Scythopian Wars, which looks amazing, yeah. uh, with really, really unique-looking characters and miniatures in it. Uh, we also looked at a whole bunch of really cool board games. And we also did some role-playing stuff as well. Um, so uh, if, like Jerry, you're obsessed with Free League, there is a very good chat with the folks from uh, Free League. I'm not, ob I'm not obsessed. That's, that's <laughs> barely <laughs> half a shelf up there. Well, we, we also caught up with Modifius, who have a ton of cool RPGs as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff to do with Dune, which is pretty cool, or Dune, however you want to say it. Star Trek. Dune. Dune. Star Dune. Dune. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a really, really good uh, good time, and uh, there are plenty of really awesome videos to check out. There's also a very, very funny uh, video that Justin and I shot when we went to the Viking village. Oh, uh, we, yes. we, we didn't do a battle report this time, as, no. as was the case in oh. 2019, but we did get to 
uh, effectively you hear kind of like their talk on like how to be a, an adventurer uh, and we got to see a viking you got to play uh, the sims with a viking we did pretty much did. Yeah. yeah but it was a, a nice contrast and compare you know whenever you're playing video games and you can carry 20 30 different swords Seeing an actual reenactor just loaded down, I have to say, <laughs> the life model we used for that, he was such a good sport about it. It was very you know. good. It was very good. This yeah. this dude here. This guy. Yes. 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 Yeah. Now I was only interviewing him at that point because it was day three and uh, John, the guy I was meant to interview, was literally just losing his voice. And it was just like, no, I need I need a drink of something. It was just like, well, I can stop and restart or let's roll with this. And actually talking to the the guy that was modeled up for being loaded down. Really knowledgeable about, you know, just reenactments, what you do, you know, even some of the the old skills and stuff that you can pick up from it. I have to say, seeing this, I am tempted to pick up a new hobby, which would be doing a little bit of leather working. Well, you, you've got your fan braces. So. <laughs> that is very true. You have Again, I, I, I love people's reactions to that because I saw them on the stand and I knew everyone would go, why? And I just went, but why not? This is going to be amazing. Yeah, is one way of looking at it. But yeah, no, the, uh, and I am going to turn them into a cosplay at some point. Yeah. The reenactment side, you, you often get anybody who's involved in reenactment, they're are into it for the living history point of view. They're <laughs> not just walking mannequins, essentially. Yeah. They're they, people if, they're, swords, yeah. if they're wearing yeah. stuff, they know why they're wearing it and yeah. how the people you know sort yeah. of interacted and lived. So yeah. yeah. That and some of their folks that turn yeah. up, they actually have picked up those living history skills. They have blacksmiths and stuff. You're yeah. real blacksmiths that turn up to the event. What yeah. about that Very pesky good. slinger that's been there year after year killing people from afar? Was he there? <laughs> I don't I, know. I, it, mm. it was a reduced crew this year be, because of just, you know, yeah, it being the he would have been impact. ultimately social distance oh, killing well, people from 20 <laughs> metres away. They, they, had, uh, they had skirmishes rather than battles, I think would be um, the right way to say it. But, uh, yeah. but no, it was yeah. still really good fun. And, and as I say, uh, plenty of content for you to go and catch up on. Uh, it was great um, seeing Free let loose on everything as well, which was really cool. So she got to go and hunt down all the cute and fluffy games that she yep. wanted to, mm-hmm. as well as some sort of weird, weird and wacky things as well which was yeah. oh, there was a, a lot of excellent stuff in there and if people are interested in catching up like I say the links are all there either on the on Tabletop Live or over in our live blogs on the main site so you can see what you missed and uh, see possibly yeah. some of the big things for the rest of 2021 and possibly even into 2022 through that exactly if you're on YouTube you will see our live streams in the videos and you will see our introductions to the days but if you go to the homepage then you will see other playlists we've pulled in from our live channel. Mm-hmm. If you want to see all the individual videos, like Jerry says, hit the blogs or come on over to On Tabletop Live and you'll find all the stuff broken down into playlists per day. I'd just also like to point out that if you go back to our main YouTube channel, uh, Lloyd, we are on 99,000 subscribers oh, now. Oh, look at that. So oh, if, yes. if we could get to 100K, that would mean that someone would win that prize that we haven't forgotten about. Uh, yeah, so. the, the Katachan <laughs> Colonel. The, I, I, I had it more, set aside and more, and, and more. Oh, yes, there was yeah. an and more to that. I did it's not know. It's a bundle of things. It's oh, a bundle yeah. of things. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. But no, one of my favorite things was one of the smallest stands there, but one of the coolest was the Dungeons and Diversity stand. Mm. That was really I cool. thought that yeah. was just such a fun thing. And to have a company go, you know what? We love this fan made rule set and we're going to start making miniatures. And the miniatures are so gorgeous. If you yeah. get a chance, guys, make sure and go and check out that video because mm. it was such a good chat. All credit to uh, Laughing Boy for putting together, uh, well, 3D oh, yeah. printing and painting something within t- an evening and a, and a morning mm-hmm. as well, which was really cool. Yeah. So, is it, is it this? Is this the mini yeah. he painted? Yeah, that's the one he painted, yeah. 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 He, he saw it on the live blog. He bought it. He yeah. printed it. And he painted it live that night. Mm-hmm. And it was all done dusted for the next morning. Fair dues, man. 
Fair dues. Very cool stuff. I have to say, I choose a level of commitment I will never reach. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless, you, unless, you have, unless you have a game to play, Jerry, in which case oh, you'll yeah, well, well, through yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, they will hammer out a rate of knots. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, apart from the UK Games Expo, uh, this week also sees the launch of the 2021 Great Wargaming Survey uh, from the guys over at Wargame Soldiers and Strategy. So this is their seventh year of putting this together and they they just do it to try and get an idea of the industry people often say things like historics are dead or nobody likes battle or these sort of things and they do this survey every year and then they publish the results uh, so you can see things like where the demographics at are there more women getting involved is the age increasing is it an, a graying hobby um what sort of things do people aim towards are skirmishes the way forward all of this and more will be answered if you get involved and take part in that survey it's a relatively Did quick it. thing to do five minutes sort of hammers mm -hmm. you through it um and you will get rewarded for your efforts of typing things <laughs> in uh, so that's always good because there is a raffle with uh, a lot of stuff from various people in the industry. So there's games from the Two Fat Lardies, boxes from Wargames Atlantic, from the Perrys. Um, there are subscriptions for magazines to win as well. But even if you don't win the raffle side, uh, there is still, I think, seven articles plucked from 25 different issues or the last 25 issues of Wargame Soldiers and Strategy uh, that everybody gets access to. So if you aren't a reader of that particular magazine then you can see what you're missing out on uh, and there's also a five euro i say euro because they're a dutch publishing company mm -hmm. five euro voucher for cassowary publishing who apart from publishing wargame soldiers and strategy they also do two excellent historical magazines so uh medieval warrior and ancient warfare they are uh, very cool which come out in the past I think yeah. by monthly yeah. but they also publish books as well so i've picked up several in the past on um both roman Dacian wars um greek peloponnesian war uh greek warrior in general so uh, very much a historic based company but even if you're not into historics go and fill in the survey uh, because the the questions are there for every war gamer regardless of scale material or game that you play or favor uh, it's just a good idea for people to get an idea of where the the whole hobby is and where we're heading to uh, so yeah absolutely if the you have the time the url it's a bit weird it's gws2021.paperform.co yeah, I'll have a link down below. So, yes, <laughs> you, you do not have to typey type. Yeah, if push comes to shove and you find you can't click that link, just do a search for a Great Wargaming Survey 2021 yeah. and you'll find it. Um, Popped up on Google quite quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah or come across the ontabletop.com because it is in the news flow. It is, yeah. that is true. Yeah. But uh, that's our updates out of the way. And it's time for the most important part of the week, which is Warren. Oh, no, Warren. No, no, Warren. Nobody's getting their ears excluded this way. <laughs> so Back to the ASMR variant. Yeah, it is the, the <gasps> indie of the week. Oh. So Skytrex um, had a brief look. If you were watching last week at the UK Games Expo, uh, pulled up the the website then. But I thought it was one that was worth revisiting and exploring in more detail for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, you can see the big blue Trent miniatures logo there that baffled me when I scrolled on this page because I wasn't expecting to see it. Uh, and the reason I wasn't expecting to see it is they've literally only just got uh, Trent miniatures on the Friday before last. So a week ago, 
Um, they, yeah. they, Trent Miniatures got moved across with Duncan McFarlane's passing. So obviously the, the guy who saved Wargaming in the UK, uh, it's his miniature line originally. Yeah, it had gone somewhere else, but apparently, because um, he died very, very suddenly, but um, he wanted Warlord, so his, his, you know, John Stallard and like his friends there, uh, to continue doing it. So it's come across to Skytrex, who are connected to Warlord now, and they have it. Not everything from Skytrex ranges on the site at the moment, because they are literally updating that as quickly as they can. And that is a big collection with a lot of stuff to put in there. So, you know, th there's there's lots of stuff to look at. Uh, but I think if we if we kick in, shall we have a look at railways now so we can get out of the way, Lloyd? No, no, no. We'll, Are you we'll sure? Do, we'll do, we'll do military stuff. Let's have a look at the military stuff then. Okay. That was very brave of you. You're a very brave soldier. <laughs> I'm sacrificing myself for you all. Uh, you're, God bless you. Thank you, Lloyd. And, and all who sail in you. Uh, so <laughs> with the military models, they do uh, a few different scales and several different periods. So... You've Action 200, which is um, essentially 10 mil, so 1 200 scale stuff. A um, lot of modern and uh, sort of Vietnam in there. Command Decision is their 15 mil range, which is perfect for people who are into Flames of War, Command Decision, nice. yeah. um, Panzer Grenadier, Deluxe, things like that. 28 mil is 28 mil. So that's their own line. And then they also have the Trent stuff. And then they also have um, the firefight 20 and in the navy in the navy are just a variety of things who so sort of one six hundredth one seven hundredth which is similar to black seas but also world war ii age of seal um and some submarines so it's, it's more collectibles than miniatures for games although you can still use some of those miniatures in your games or on your tabletops anyway so if you want to do a san nazaire raid or that sort of thing then you can do that or if you want to actually play naval engagements with your boats you can do that as well sweet um, so do we want to plow so into... they've got a bunch of decals there as well. They do, and those are all for their 15 mil stuff. So if you're into Flames of War and if you're looking to do pretty much anything, all of the unit markings are there nice. for the major yeah. powers. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's excellent, excellent range of stuff. If we jump into 15 mil, is that Command yeah, Decision? Command Decision, yeah. And this, they, they literally launched this back when Flames of War was, was coming out and 15 mil was becoming a, a new area for world war ii gamers um and they do a a whole host across all of the nations including things like battlefield accessories which is a really nice set of stuff uh if you're looking to do d-day definitely take a look at that oh wow uh, quick look yeah so you've got oh, your nice. bunkers and stuff very cool you, yeah. you have the uh the beach obstacles uh dragon's teeth and concrete bunkers and you even have your little mm. sort of guard sheds all you're missing is a doberman and uh, German asking for <laughs> Papier and Bitter. I do love the bridges as well, If you're, especially if you're going through uh, the low countries. So those sort of girder bridges for mm -hmm. the Belgian, the Netherlands and the like, it's excellent. You know, if you want to do your, not big enough for Pegasus Bridge, but similar things to it, your canalways and things like that covered. Yeah, uh, these, nice bridge assault. Yeah, these are, are beautiful, beautiful pieces of, uh, of kit to use for them. And uh, not enough canals on bridges, I feel. For World War II. I, I do like the way they've designed them as well, because you can just link as many components of the bridge together as you like. Yeah, yeah, you can make them um, yeah. triple arched or, or just straight into... Nicely just modular, have a small. Yeah. Um, but when you start going through the various um, nations, uh, you'll find that they are comprehensive. So if you are looking to add things like uh, machine gun teams or pioneers or assaults or, you know... 
get a little individuality into your forces uh, for the tabletop, then they are absolutely spectacular. As you can see, a set of Jeep could also be tank riders. I know the British didn't use it as a doctrine, but there are mm -hmm. lots of photos out there of uh, British troops sitting on tanks, getting a lift, or sitting on captured German tanks after they've taken So <laughs> if you want to do a little 15 mil diorama, yeah, yeah, uh, and especially right. Flames of War, you often have objective markers that work on the large artillery mm. base size. Uh, then That's you can have, it. you know, you can have a bunch of bunch of Tommies sitting on a captured Panther or Tiger just or, showing off. Or sitting on like a V2 rocket to feel the power. <laughs> I think there is a V2 rocket in the German section, if memory serves. Or I, but, but I would suggest it's very upright. Yeah. So you may want to go for a V1, which at least is more horizontal and less uh -huh. likely to fall off. Um, yeah. But also in here, you see things like the armored bulldozers and some of the more esoteric pieces that you may not find. That's in, nice and quirky, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in standard sort of uh, ranges from, from mm -hmm. some of the bigger companies that focus primarily on just the war game side of things, just being able to have your, your beach bulldozer to get in there and plow yeah. away some of those obstacles. What, uh, I quite, what I quite like about what we've seen so far from those is that, um, and I know Battlefront have, have tweaked the way that mm. they do their infantry in particular now, but back in the day, a lot of their old metal ones had kind of like big head syndrome, like they turned it on on a video they game did. to cheat yes. guys. Whereas I think these in the, the metal format, as you've seen here, are actually looking really nice and they've got like good proportions to them, which is, the proportions which is cool. Are, so. The proportions are excellent. And if anybody isn't aware of Skytrex, um, they match very well in with um, Peter Pig and King and Care as well. So, nice. so cool. those three ranges can, can all add a lot of variety. I mean, you don't need to, you could build a full army from here if you want, or if you've already got an army and you're just looking to add a new platoon or add somebody a bit different, uh, yeah, just to, yeah. to mix it up a bit. So especially if you've picked up some of the latest stuff that has plastics in it, like the head to beach set, then, you know, you can throw some of these in to expand on those. Mm. Um, some of the ranges will be slightly bigger than others, but they're, they're comprehensive across the board. So you, you should be able to put together full armies for all of the powers in here, as you can see there with the US uh, paraplot in there. So if you fancy doing your Band of Brothers, if you fancy going 101st Airborne, then it's a way to go. Yeah, that stretcher bearers kit, though, that's a nice touch to have. I don't think I've ever seen that before. You know, in see, yeah, I think, that I think, scale. Yeah, I think you see it a lot in 28 mil, especially for bolt action, because you tend to see those used as either objective markers or mm -hmm. or something, or, or like wound markers, for example. Yeah. I think that's really neat to see that, because you can kind of add to the narrative of what you're playing on the tabletop with those. Yeah, you, can, yeah. field, you can build a field hospital. It's kind of cinematic to be able to look down the the, the gaming table and see your army completely bollocksed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. It very much mm. is. Apart from... Uh, the Americans, as you can see there, they have sure, some of the, yeah, some of the more interesting things. There's the MES. Mm -hmm. If you fancy doing your greyhounding around the place, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're playing Detroit's finest, the M8 is particularly filthy in Flames of War. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, I have a friend plays them all the time and they should not be allowed on the tabletop opposite me. Um, but you will find throughout all of the nations all of these beautifully individualized sculpts. How, oh. how, uh, how, how big is the Italian collection? Let me, let, let me just show you that how big this oh, okay. collection is. But it's pretty massive. You need to hit show more to show the rest, yeah. Wow. So you can really just build an entire army of... Oh, God, yeah. What they've got. Heck. So, yeah. Show well, more. I love seeing the, the American half-track with the quad 50s on the back. Like, like I say, this, this is 
Uh, even, even got am- amphibious versions. Right? Yeah, that, yeah this, is, th- uh, this is 15 years worth of you got your GMCs. building. Nice. The reason I was asking about the Italian side of things is because I saw the new trailer for Company of Heroes, uh, where they're going to be doing the fight up from sort of North Africa into Italy and things. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it'd be cool, pretty cool to see what their range is like, because I think it'd be fun to refight the some so- of that campaign. I think that'd be really the cool. The soft yeah. underbelly of Europe. Yeah. yeah. As, as the new bolt action oh, book title, so yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what yeah. they called it. And yeah. uh, I mean, not just bolt action, um, Battle Group is going to Italy next as well. Nice. So if, if people nice. are, and because Battle Group is scale agnostic, you can play it in 15 mil. Ah, so good you, shout. Can, you could do good it shout. there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look at the Italians, Lloyd. Look at the Italians. Just, I'm just trying yeah. to, there we yeah. go. Finally got to the end. Wow. I'm tired, wow, of seeing, wow. I'm tired of seeing US. I want to see Italians. <laughs> I just want to show these last things that I clicked on. The, the mortars. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a nice mortar platoon. Lots of 80 mil mortars and chuck away over 60. Are they only 60s? Yeah. Ah, they have nice mortars. It's nice that they have them deployed and in like over the shoulder transporting to position yeah. mode. Yeah. We don't get enough of that, I think, especially in uh, in this scale, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you said. Really. The German Battlefront had a really nice set for the Germans carrying tripod deployed uh, MG42s mm-hmm. running forward. So you've got three guys literally carrying awesome. a, a part yeah. of the, the tripodage. Sounds awesome. Having put them together, oh. not quite as awesome <laughs> as I wanted them to be. Uh, but yeah, really nice stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's the Italians. So if you Very want cool. to do your yeah. North Africa or your defense mm-hmm. of Italy, uh, so Mr. Sicily and. and and the rest, you can go for your guns. Mm-hmm. Those have got trump. a nice level of detail on there. A little yeah. bit of cleaning from old lines, but nothing too severe. Yeah, you know, it's battles for Part you. parcel, yeah. Yeah, just a stiff wire brush or wire wool, and away you go, and you should mm-hmm. be grand with it. But having the tropical hats on them there should mm-hmm. be very nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Don't, don't get enough credit, and also at the same time, their command don't get enough of a, a chewing out. <laughs> very true, yeah. <laughs> when the Germans arrived in North Africa, they went to the Italians who they were supporting and went, is there anything we need to know about, you know, fighting here in the, the, the desert and tropical? Because we don't have any real tropical thing. And they went, no, 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 it's all fine. We can just use our regular diesel and our, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lies. The Italians actually, <laughs> the Italians actually had their own variant of diesel specifically for tropical combat because they knew it wouldn't work as well. Uh, using the regular stuff from Europe and didn't tell the Germans. <laughs> No, 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 no point in just siding with your allies and helping. Yeah. Them. I mean, it's not like you have a war to win or anything. They were an, an angry rubble. Uh, they, yeah. they, they were always going to be screwed anyway with that dipstick Mussolini in charge. Well, you know, yeah. What an absolute plonker. Because if you see any footage of him, he's doing this whole crap and every flipping, yeah. standing up and flipping balconies, looking up. Just what a knob. Uh, what an absolute like... knob. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so apart from the 15 mil, not to get bogged down in here. Oh, we, we didn't even get to the Germans. Come on. I, I, I mean, going to have to have a look at the Germans. Have, oh, they have, have all look. the things. They got the oh, motorbikes oh, yeah. and everything. Yay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you, oh, you can do um, full motorbike um, deployed re- recon. Uh, platoon, so you get forward on your bikes and then hop off. Here's the Hetzer, not actually a Hetzer, but everybody knows it's a Hetzer. Blitz, Blitzkrieg. <laughs> Yeah. Do they have yeah. a cat and grab? I want to say it's Kradschutzen. I'm, I'm assuming this Schutzen. This range is ginormous as well. Yeah, it is. It's, Weirdly, it's, 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 I think it's one of their biggest. Yeah. 
I would assume that the big three are absolutely like packed with them, like the Germans, the US, and the yep. UK, yeah. and the Russians. Don't forget the Russians. <sighs> yeah. Sex, the Russians. Nobody forgets the Russians. <laughs> well, I, 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 I forget I, the Russians at your peril. Yeah. I find it funny. John was having a look at our bolt action Russian force today, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "When did I paint three hundred miniatures?" I must have blocked that out. <laughs> that is protective amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is them. This is them when they when they've opened the Ark of the Covenant. This is what. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, there is no tiny fifteen mil Ark of the Covenant, which is a a crying, crying shame. I have a twenty eight mil one there. I'm sure I can find a three D file or something. Uh, Just get a house from um, Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Stick two sticks on the side. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Right. Always thinking ahead. I like that. so 28 mil then. Have a look at the 28. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this will be a mix of their own range, but I think Trent is starting to feed in here as well, Ooh. although you have a separate link for Trent later on. Oh, um, I got World War One stuff. They have World War One stuff. Yeah. I will be revisiting Man. their World War One stuff when I start working on our Blood and Valor forces later I on. I love those old started tanks. They're so cool. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. There will no be I will not be doing any of the British tanks because I'm planning on doing a French and German force. Honestly, right. the, the, the mm. French tank there, it's so weird looking. Which one? There are two, and they're both weird. The land, land ships, yeah. basically. Yeah. The, the Chamon yeah. is... Um, right. Quite the was, odd thing. It was specifically made to cover to cross <laughs> trenches. Yeah. So you have a long nose on it so you don't dig in. The German one was specifically made to kill everybody with diesel fumes as quickly as possible. <laughs> there was like 105 me. people inside that. It was a ridiculous amount of people yeah. and it was just bellowing smoke. Yeah, the, the crew sizes that were in these machines was ridiculous. I remember mm. watching a documentary about the, the actual sheet metal that There's they used. There's no If you were firing a, uh, a standard rifle round at it, you could actually still get spalling on the inside that would hurt the crew. Mm. Yeah, that's that's also because if you um, cast it too brittle, mm-hmm. uh, it essentially turns into sheets of shrapnel. Yeah, so it's always well, good. I think I just went Napoleonic by mistake there. Uh, no, well, like I say, this twenty-eight mil stuff is just a big list of all the twenty-eight mix and stuff, match but, of things. But yeah. as you can see, that they do some really nice sets as well for skeletry, and which while could be used for moderns or World oh. War Two or Napoleonics. So you've got your warehouse sets. You've Look got uh, barrels oh, yeah. for modern. You've that got skips. That's where the Ark of the Covenant that's is. That's yeah. that, is, that is literally it's you know, being just, handled by top men. Two sets of those in rows, either side. Yeah. Anyone smell wood burning? <laughs> <laughs> Did I see that recently they've been looking at adding, I think it was a bunch of French um, infantry to the 28 mil stuff. Because um, they, they'd announced that they were bringing out those new tanks for World yeah. War One. And then I think they were saying, like, coming soon, they were going to do, like, a set of um, French infantry from, like, World War One. I think, as well. I maybe. don't think they're on the website yet. I, right, think it, yeah. I think it's been announced, but they're not, they haven't hit yet. Mm. Um, now you're starting to hit some of the stuff from Trent here as well. So uh, they really do cover a lot of the smaller conflicts at the end of the 18th century. So seven, late 1700s, right. 1780s, 1790s, early 1800s. Um, you will find miniatures in here for what I'm going to call the period of revolution. Everybody was having a revolution. <laughs> the French had a revolution. The Americans had a revolution. The Haitians had revolutions. <laughs> the Irish had 
many revolutions roughly every couple of years whenever there's <laughs> nothing else to do. And, and you can you can find miniatures in here from the Trent line for those. So there we see like Irish insurgents. Those would have been from the 1798 uh, oh, rising. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was the big one. That's Wolf Tone, Henry Joy McCracken. That was all Ireland. Um, many kick-ups. Big one here in Antrim where I live uh, that sort of died on its backside at the gates of the castle. But being able to, you can get British troops, 1790s British troops very easily because a lot of people have them for the, the European and American and French and Indian wars. Right. But getting the actual Irish to fight against them, harder. Well, here they are. I can, I can filter this by Trent. Yeah, if you go to Trent, yeah. you'll be able to, it, it will break it down slightly because you'll see some of the Skytrex 28s aren't um, purely historic. There are weird and wacky things. There are magically challenged dwarf wizards. They go, <laughs> they go That's just for you. They are there lovely sculpts, mind you. Um, but in amongst these, oh, <laughs> the minute the picture gets even smaller, <laughs> that's, how, picture to, that's how, how dwarf they are. Um, but in amongst these, it's a marketing strategy to get people to buy it so they can yeah, see it. Just buy it, mm. see it up. Close. It worked on you with Drabant. It so. did that work is on me. Very true. I literally bought a whole range of models because I couldn't see them. Uh, I, and then, and then, did you take pictures of all the models and post them so that no, because I was no, greedy no. and kept it to myself. Yeah, yeah, then see, once bitten, twice shy. Um, but there are there are obviously there's stuff for the the 1790s for various periods that I'm unaware of, uh, along with others I am. So there's Black Hoof from the Shawnees. That's uh, French and Indian War stuff there. Nice. Um, yeah. Which obviously, if you you fancy your last the Mohicans, if you're planning on doing Savage Frontier, it's coming mm -hmm. soon from Footsore. You can do that sort of thing. Um, yeah. The beside him, obviously, the, no, there's no point in clicking on it because I'm fairly certain that picture gets no bigger or indeed doesn't exist. The Bookman. Well, let's find out. Uh, yeah. So so that is the... <laughs> oh, no. So that, oh, there you go. Even oh, no. better. Smaller again. Oh, no. But but that's the Haitian Revolution. Oh, um, okay. Right. Which, and, and unlike the multiple Irish attempts, the Haitian Revolution was successful. But they have both factions. They have the the slaves, and then they also have the, the sort of the Cuban um, militia with their dogs and, and other bits and pieces that you would expect to see on mm. there. Um it's what, I, it's what I find quite nice about companies that try and delve into these sort of areas of, of history that we haven't necessarily looked at in great detail yeah. when it comes to wargaming, is that you look at something like that, and now I immediately want to go and Google what the Haitian Revolution was all about, yeah. just so that I can kind of get a, like a grounding in it kind of thing. Oh, 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 we just flew way up there. You, you, you flying, flying back up. Up further mm. into time, I mean, there are there are things that are in here. So I mean, there's the Cuban chasseurs and dogs. Um, so there are things that could be used for Haitian Revolution, but then could also fit into other similar areas or periods. If you want to do sort of wars in Mexico and and um, in around uh, Florida's sort of direction of uh, America, you could also do that. There are some beautiful. I mean, there's just French casualties. Um, from the the, the the French the French yeah, army some, because, some French casualties <laughs> yeah but because they are they are standard but whenever we're looking at them we generally look at France around this period as Napoleonic however oh, yeah, apart yeah. from the French army there they also have the counter revolutionaries from the French Revolution so oh. you have the Vandes um, which was you know practically. Uh, practically unknown let's face it not many people know that there was a a royal catholic army raised to attempt to restore the monarchy huh. in france after wow. the revolution 
it didn't last long. There was maybe a year's worth of battles, um, but th they have miniatures in here for that, so you can try and and do the the counter revolution yeah, before like Napoleon comes along yeah. and starts um, annexing all of Europe for for France. Right. Well, this section's ginormous. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, and this, want to have a look and this at section the... is just getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. If you wait too long, they'll put more pictures in at the bottom. Or <laughs> you'll never reach an end. Yeah, we haven't got to the model railway stuff yet. No. no <laughs> but, we can we can quite happily jump onto the model railway, but like I say, the Trent miniature stuff. So late 18th uh, century, early 19th century, a lot of a lot of stuff from a lot of different areas. So North America, Europe, um, Haiti, Ireland. There are all these little conflicts that last for maybe a year, maybe a couple of months. In the case, they've got stuff for the 1803 Irish Rebellion, which was one day. Once they attempted a revolution, they started in Dublin. It didn't go well. People arrived from various other parts and discovered they weren't getting any arms or armament and went home. Um, <laughs> inter interesting thing about the 1803, in preparation for it, they came up with folding pikes that could be hidden under a long coat that then would be hinged out so they could be concealed when they were gathering and then deployed. Interesting. Which is amazing. Um, mm. But... Yeah, so so really specific little things which make oh, oh, fascinating oh. periods for skirmish games and things like that. I was that waiting for you to tell me that they, that they hinged the wrong way, so when they held them out and someone charged into them, they just bent back. They just bent back. <laughs> That'd be better. No, they, they, they reckon they were going to have explosives, pikes, and, and uh, uh, okay. musketry as well, and then people arrived from, I think, Wicklow and Kerry, and then were told, yeah, there's no guns for you, and they went home again. <laughs> Also, they had to launch it a bit earlier because somebody accidentally blew up one of the um, explosive factories when oh. they were prepping stuff. And they were it was like, oh, what if people work out I'd what we're job. doing? So, yeah, so it, it was a bit of a failed attempt. But, uh, but yeah, Trent Miniatures, stunning line. Glad to see Skytrex doing it. And, I can, and like I say, all the other stuff on Skytrex. I, 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 can, I can see Lloyd hovering like, and like, with anticipation me, over me, railways. Me, let's, ha let's have a look at the, the railway stuff. The railway yeah. stuff is great for real people, not just Lloyd's, because it's O and double O scale. Now, is that um, real yeah. real people or real people? No, real people. So okay. o, o scale is 148th, which is borderline 28 mil. Okay, right, yeah. So yeah. you could use your O gauge for 28 mil settings, and double O is more or less 20 mil. Mm. So if you're not too fussy a, about uh, the size of miniatures it's 176th instead of 172nd Lloyd is oh, fussy oh, is I'm, I'm fussy because the trains and stuff look kind of ginormous yeah but I don't care about the trains I, I want buildings oh you want buildings right yeah but you know you can go you can go into them I'm, I'm, yeah. and, the, and these the little the things like having your water pumps at the end of streets and having scatter and stuff that is close enough to the size that it needs to be for real people not model train enthusiasts then you're good to <laughs> real go real people not real people yeah exactly <laughs> Because I've always thought it'd be absolutely fantastic Ooh, to put together. I like the derelict one. To put together like a twenty-eight mil game of like bolt action set in a German munitions factory, mm. where you have all the train lines running through it, and then you have the big, huge factory buildings, yeah. and then there are literally trains on all the tracks and things that you can need to like St fight. Stalingrad and, and yeah. the Eastern Front's very good for that because there were there were literally uh, the there was a tank factory and there was a, a railway yard that had. Mm -hmm. I want to say dozens of lines coming into it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so it would be ideal for that. But just seeing things like uh, 
the the front i'm going to say front skins i suppose is probably the way to go where yeah, it has a it has a section and then you buy multiple sections and then build your your frontage depending on how big you need it to be so right yeah yes it is more railway modeler but mm. it allows a degree of flexibility that we don't normally get when we're buying set yes. buildings because if you've got a building that has three windows that building will always have three windows whereas here you're going well i will buy five sections and make that a five and just expand it and yeah, just expand yeah. it yeah. Um, i will say i i seeing this it just makes me want to build the train yard from enemy at the gates yeah yeah that'd just be cool do that because mm. it it all looks nigh on to perfect for what you're doing and once you get it all weathered down and stuff yeah and like i say the, the one the one fortieth. Is a little large, but I know one fortieth to one fifty sixth works for twenty eight mil um, because a lot of companies sort of blur the line there, especially here. nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, and for twenty mil stuff for people doing their airfix oh. or their abs or mm-hmm. that sort of thing, then the 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 one seventy six stuff is spot on. Yeah. I mean that yeah. that slight variation in size isn't a major deal breaker for it. You get away with that because these windows and stuff in reality were huge, well, huge anyway. Massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And do they have any engines? I have I have a sneaking suspicion it's just the model side. It's not actually the, the, the trains themselves. Gotcha. Um, They've got so, some of that stuff when you go in the OO gauge. Do they? Oh, right. yes. But, you can't have but you're not really interested you, in that. You're more interested in the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm literally interested in the scenery from wargaming point of view. I mean, I don't mind. I don't Let mind get that last things like that. that. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> The new Lord of Slavia shall rise again. Yeah, if we go to the OO gauge, mm-hmm. then that's that's the one that. Well, you yeah. get away with the scenery, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, it's that, very that similar is twenty. Stuff. It's twenty mil. It's the same it's, stuff, then, just at different so, sizes. Some mm-hmm. of it will be, yeah. Uh, in in the in the main though, like a crate can be as crate as big as a crate needs to be, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So very like true. A, yeah. The or a canal barge. Yeah, yeah, the canal barge is very nice. That actually does blow up to a bigger picture. If memory serves. See? Oh, nice. That's neat. I like that. Yeah. Isn't it tragic that we both looked at that, Lloyd? What can I say? That is. As, yeah. as someone who lives in the West Midlands and loves a bit of canals. Venice of the uh, North. <laughs> the Venice of the North, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, I mean, for European, from World War II through to moderns, because mm-hmm. we still have large sections, certainly, of, of uh, the UK, still have buildings like these certainly that 1960s block of flats there <laughs> uh, you know that that still exists in places whether oh, yeah. people want it to or not so it's there it's it's available and um definitely worth taking a look at model railway stuff for your gaming table i have a friend has a ton of hornby uh, models for world war ii because it's just a really simple way of putting stuff on the table very quickly yeah. uh, without any hassle. That's and I'm all for less of hassle because then it gives me more time to panic about painting the miniatures. <laughs> yeah. So that is our Indie of the Week. Very nice. Sweet. Nice. Now we're going to move on and take a look at what's been happening in the news. Coming to you from the centre of Northwestern Europe, Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck News. <laughs> so we're back to the news. So we were away last weekend, because uh, we're at the UK Games Expo. So there is a lot to catch up on from a couple mm. of weeks in the world of t- 
tabletop gaming. Uh, we start off with something a little bit quick, uh, one that was sort of tied to an indie of the week that we talked about many, many moons ago. Man, we've gone through a lot of those indie companies. You should see our doc. It is it is lengthy. Um, but um, I wanted to point out that Hero Hammer issue two, I've marked it as three on the running order, but it's mm. two, is now available. Uh, so if you are into diving into the old Hammer world and doing a little bit of Warhammer fantasy battle from the sort of editions past, then this is the perfect uh, repository of knowledge for you. Uh, it is done by the Crown of Command podcast team who have worked together with a range of volunteers and all sorts in order to put together a fantastic looking uh, sort of magazine that is reminiscent of White Dwarf of Old and also those lovely fifth and I guess you'd say sixth edition rule books mm-hmm. that we had for Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Yes. Oh, chef's kiss. Um, I, I have I've been finding a lot of those on the internet recently. Uh, but yes, this new issue has been dedicated to a particular force and faction. Uh, the first Which one's issue, that? well, as de- as demonstrated by the cover, this is uh, Skaven this time Ooh, around. It, it was clever. goblins and orcs, well, orcs and goblins in the first issue. And now in the second issue, it's all about the Skaven. Um, so they have put together a section of battle reports sort of terrain building tips, hobby tips, painting tips, gaming articles, editorials, and all sorts of different things for those people that love messing around with old Hammerstyle miniatures. I was particularly fond of that one about monopose miniatures. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> sort of taking free. It yes. is utterly free. How do you get it? Just follow this link. So if you follow the link, you'll go to the web page and there is both a web version of it that you can just browse on their website. Ugh. And you can also download it as a PDF. Yay. And as uh, a Sundancer has done, I believe he's downloaded it and printed it off. Printed out. He likes yeah. reading it in person, which I, I fully fully support. Mix. I believe actually in the all uh, the sense. I believe actually they were doing a version of it, which actually came with the spine version, the spine of it as well. So if you wanted to print it off and then bind it, you could, which is really cool. I am yeah. loving the fact that the pages actually turn in the PDF. It's a nice little touch. That is very neat. It is very neat indeed. Uh, but yeah, just a, a neat little uh, sort of update for you guys that Hero Hammer is going well. And uh, I believe they were on the lookout for more volunteers and mm. people to get involved in subsequent issues as well. So if you have something to talk about that is old Hammer based, don't hesitate to get in contact with the Crown Command podcast. 98 um, pages. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's also worth noting it's not tied to a specific uh, edition of yes. Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, so it's any of the older sort of iterations are all good mm-hmm. um but you know fifth is obviously where it's at apparently <laughs> especially for these guys yeah well um, especially yeah. for skaven oh there's yeah. some filth you could do with skaven in fifth i gotta say old hammer rules with old hammer tables mm. oh yes goblin green bases and all lovely just lovely stuff <laughs> I, I, I really I really like the fact that you get to see the 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 classic way that they built armies back in those days where they were basically about 30 models <laughs> and that was the size of like a standard army which I thought was really fun especially for something like dwarves it was really cool I also like that they present a lot of the battle reports in the same style as the old white dwarf ones we had the little map with all the legend on it and stuff and then you have them all sat yeah. in front of like a hill and like a building <laughs> with you a blue background the, uh, or something as yeah. well. Yeah, you get to see the army laid out, and then later on you get to see the little arrows showing people where they're going yeah. to. I mm-hmm. love the, the Gnomish Confederacy army as well, so it's mm. it's nice that there are, I suppose, fan-made lists 
cropping up as well in that style because um, there were some fantastic ones that have been done over the years. I mean, Dogs of War is a big one because uh, Dogs of War got no love after its initial release from Games Workshop. They pretty much just went, yeah, you buy the miniatures, but you're never going to be able to play with them. Uh, <laughs> God bless them. Um, so hopefully there'll be more um, sort of fan-made lists for the more unusual ranges out there because there's a ton of weird and wacky things so i mean samurai it's been a long long time since samurai have taken the field um, head to their, Nippon, yeah. yep with their food dogs and the like <laughs> um which is good because i still have some samurai and food dogs next door any day now i'm going to assemble and paint rather they'll be coming back for the old one, so uh, promise my jerry so, yeah. so samurai you say yeah, yeah, well, that sort of stuff. yeah, yeah, but I've, I've GW Samurai oh, from you've the late GW 80s. GW stuff? Yeah, that, I never got around to building or painting. <laughs> then the army went away, so it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you, Jerry probably has the original molds for them sitting about somewhere that he just it's, filched. No, no, it was too difficult to get them out. Watch you like a hawk and Lenten when you went in the back and when you went into the, the mail order bit. Uh, but yeah, it's terrific stuff from the guys at Hero Hammer and Long Way Continue. And if you have an inkling to get involved, then please go over and uh, show Very your support so. and let them yeah. know because uh, they're always on the lookout. I mean, filthy lists are always good. You know, telling people exactly how you've made your opponents cry mm. with your list building <laughs> is a way to go. Goblins obviously was a great one for that, but Skaven are up there too. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what else crops up in the future. I'm hoping they do dwarves next because they've done orcs and goblins, so they've done Skaven. So the natural enemy of both is no, the dwarves. Both would be the dwarves. Sure. Yeah, go for the stunties. Go for the stunties. Waiting for another issue of kicking Lloyd's toys in. Mm. <laughs> I'm waiting for Undead and Empire of Men. Empire. I would be tempted by Britonia because it was an army that always looked good to me, but I never had the courage to actually dive in and buy it because at that stage it was Mm. you were looking at like a grand investment to get a tournament ready force on the table. Mm. Very, you know, same same for any GW army at that (laughs) stage. Really honest, but but with these, oh, you say no, no, but yeah, because you weren't old (laughs) enough to be playing when they were in lead, (laughs) so you would have joined them whenever they were plastic. Uh huh. Yeah, so there you go then. Much yeah, back, back but, in the uh, the plastic go, yeah, star set. Yeah. But if you go back to the likes of Empire, uh, the classic sort of up to fifth edition, you've got ogres and you've got halflings and you've got dwarves in there, which all I think got dropped um, out of the Empire list later on. And then Bretonian, you also had foot knights. Oh, likewise, yeah. Empire had uh, Reichsguard on foot. So it was just a better time before I, they I started actually, removing things from the list. Let's remove stuff. No, put it all back in. I, I was actually turning into fire pots. I was actually reading the old, I think it was the fifth edition book for mm. the Empire and looking through that list and seeing like all the different knightly orders. Great. Mm. You got your halfling hot pot in there. Great. You got your dwarves that live around the Reichland. That was included, as you say. Yeah. It was a really, really good book, actually, that sort of combined a lot of stuff together. Stunning. Stunning nice. book. Yeah. Everything just, old is always better. Just saying. I just remember <laughs> the old the old Pegasus Knights that I got for John that he never mm-hmm. built or painted. They were for oh, his well. birthday and just did nothing with them. We're just like, oh. You know, Bretonian, that's why. <laughs> I know. Probably because yeah. the wings kept falling off. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he didn't even get them built. Oh. So I, the wings couldn't fall off because they never they, went on. They will be worth a pretty penny now if you still got them. So. Uh, they are, I think he had a massive clear out at one point and they may have gone to the bins. That's By true. clear out, it means he took them all out into the backyard, put them on a metal sheet and sprayed lighter fluid all over them and danced, <laughs> danced wildly I, around uh, the lip of the volcano. It was great. It looked good. Did you not see the footage? I, no? Oh, I, I saw the footage. I didn't know that was John. It explains a lot. <laughs> Moving on from Hero Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got a new announcement from Corvus Belly. Yeah. So this came out of nowhere uh, just Very before the so. weekend. Mm. Um, that finally they're going to be moving away from metal and 
starting to supplement the range with uh, a new plastic. So they're going to be using the CO-cast method for thermoplastic uh, casting. Um, now, before Infinity players have a massive panic attack and uh, heart attacks stretch up and down the land, it is not <laughs> going to be the whole range. Yes. Uh, instead, what they're yeah. going to do is uh, supplement what they're currently doing. So the larger models that would be big kits in metal, um, so the, the you can see there an example, um, will get the CO-cast method, uh, but also some of the smaller things. So at the moment, there are little token packs where you might get a, a couple of small uh, robot models uh, and a couple of human infantry models in a pack. Uh, they'll also be CO-casted up. And it's it's interesting because they're one, They've always well, said they would never move away from metal unless they could guarantee the quality. So they've been working away on the background for a long time. Uh, yeah. And two, the price of metal, if people haven't been paying attention, has skyrocketed over the last year. I think it's like a 35% increase. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 it's if sensible. You, if you don't know what we're talking about, though, go and check out the video we did over at mm -hmm. UK Games Expo. Yeah, I got a, a chance to catch up with these guys, which was very, very cool. Hearing about the the process and just seeing how it runs, I was I was blown away. This was one of the big highlights of the show for me. And one of the things that I'm not sure if we got across really well is these thermoplastics come in multiple colors. Mm -hmm. So if Infinity ever start, you know, seal casting their starter sets, they yeah, can color them idea. to the mm -hmm. faction to just ease players in just going if you get a belt it's colored you can read it on the table off you go you see them in the background there in yeah. the pots so let me just ask a simple question here then yes is this like spin casting but for plastic then yes. it's not spin casting but it's like that sort it, of process it, where it's two bits it of mold is literally that that's, but for yeah, plastics see what's in his hand there yeah so that's your two-part mold and then you see the opening on the top yeah so, so basically you slot it in, it in the yeah. nozzle comes down fills the hole pressures everything up and it injection molds it in with the thermoplastic. So nothing goes whiz, whee! Nothing spins. It's literally place down, pressure, and then pump in till all the air's out. Yeah. and it, it, But it works in exactly the same way as spin casting. It's except gravity, it doesn't spin. It's gravity fed. You have the hole in the top of the mold and instead of using gravity to get your material into all of the mold, it uses pressure and injection. Mm. But otherwise, the, the mold build is exactly the same as spin casting. The mold material is practically the same as spin casting, mm. which means they can get the undercuts that you would get with spin cast as opposed to hips plastics. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, hips plastics. Yeah, is so that brings me to my next question. Do we know what sort of plastic this is? Is this just like a true plastic? Well, or is this one of these weird yes, plastics? it's a true that, plastic. So does it clean up nicely with like craft knives or does it do that whole scraping thing that like the other pvc type stuff it, does it, where... will, it will burr if you do that mm. yeah so it does yeah i yeah, see the problem i have is the phrase true plastic because it is a plastic it's not like one plastic is more plastic than other plastics <laughs> it's the same way i don't like restic as in resin plastic because resin is a plastic so you're saying plastic plastic mm. so so yes it is a plastic it is a soft plastic rather than the styrene based uh, so if you're cleaning up, you're cleaning up with a sharp craft knife. Uh, I have filed and then used some bits and pieces to remove the burrs, but you're better off just not filing if you're not comfortable with it. Mm. But I've seen various companies use this so far, and depending on how good their tooling is, the cleanup 
can be negligible to none at all. Uh, other ones no, are yeah. a bit more frisky on it because well, one of the things that you see in the video yeah. is specific molds will require specific pressures mm -hmm. and timings. So mm -hmm. the companies themselves need to do a bit of work. It's not just like metal casting. You spin the mold and pour the metal in until you're done. With this one, you need to go, well, this mold has larger pieces, so the pressure needs to be higher and needs to run for longer. This is smaller with thinner parts. It doesn't need to be as great because if it's mm -hmm. too high, it will get flashing. It's also working out the exact precise volume of the thermoplastic that you're injecting in to make sure you don't overfill your mold. Yeah, so if, if you're every, everything needs to have its own little essentially recipe for mm -hmm. casting. But they do a full training course for folks. It was very impressive. Um, and what we did see of it uh, came out very, very quickly. And it didn't look like there was much in the way of flashing or anything. So no. obviously these were test pieces that they, they'd clearly done mm -hmm. dozens and dozens of times before, but it was very, very impressive. Yeah, but I've, yeah. I've seen this stuff from Plastic Soldier Company. Mm -hmm. uh, who are using it and some of their early stuff was a very flash heavy and other bits and pieces I've got from like their um, 10 mil um, Cold War for Battle Group is absolutely crisp as a nut however some of it has really bad sprue gates where they've put the sprue gate right on the back of the vehicle that they've cast which means when you remove that you're just taking a lump out of it and it, it sort of deforms there whereas the bottom that nobody ever sees is perfectly flush and straight and planed beautiful so a lot of it will come down to whoever the mold maker is yeah. because these yeah. require a mold maker to do the work before the, the actual casting's done. So yeah. Corvus Belly, the way they do their builds now is very intricate and there's no reason why they can't continue that because their sprue gates are generally hidden anyway mm -hmm. on their models. And if they just maintain that, we know that these can go up to, I want to say he said 60 mil depth, but maybe it was 40 mil depth. I think it was the, 40 if I remember right. So as long as they, they maintain nice. the, the sprue gates in the correct location, they can do quite deep pieces as well. But yeah, it's it's so, fascinating to see where they'll go with this. Yeah, so this CEOcast stuff is a machine that they're selling and all the companies are doing their own castings. It's, yeah, yeah the casting's all in-house. It's not a yeah. casting service yeah. then. It's, no, it's a, a casting system. It's a technology they've been working on and now they're shipping it, mm -hmm. essentially. That, yep. That's exactly it, yeah. Because so if anybody can master it, you would think Corvus Belly. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they had been working on this for some time um, and weren't planning on releasing it this early, but then the price of metals went up again. So rather than hit the Infinity community with a second price rise in a year, they just went, you know what, we'll bring that forward. But they are planning on going for the tag deathmatch later on this year. And they've also said that some of the things like the big beast from Defiance will be coming into Infinity and things of its size. Mm -hmm. And in metal, they would cost an arm and a leg. Um so I imagine this is another reason they've been looking at this technology to Very nice, yeah. keep the metals for the smaller stuff at the moment, see how things go, and then mm -hmm. just replace the either the parts that people would be exorbitant prices to, to get in metal or the smaller pieces that maybe people are going, do I really need to buy four tokens for 20 or 30 pounds? Because that's what it would cost in metal, whereas they can reduce the cost considerably by, by going over to the CO cast instead. The Sorry. big thing for me is the the speed you can actually get production running at with this. Because if you think you're just picking a recipe, so you're not having to like figure out what you're doing for each one. It's just pull out the mold, put your new one in, know what it is, pick the recipe, hit the green button, 
30 seconds, pull it out, grab the next and just continue that cycle. So a smaller company can really ramp up their production speeds with this. So uh, sticking with Infinity, but going mm-hmm. off on a slight tangent, uh, although we also referenced Defiance there, um, the folks at Luxumbra and also Laser Army Scenery have uh, actually worked together to create an interesting little uh, terrain kit. Well, I say little. Um, it's very it's beast. Beast. quite beefy. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, the Stalker Shuttle, which the team from defiance the board game use in order to go to their different locations Mm -hmm. and so they have put this together as a rather bespoke lovely piece as you can see there for you to use either simply as a table decoration in your games of defiance put it next to the entrance of your dungeon dungeon uh, and let it go uh maybe even use it to store your dice uh or you could use (laughs) it as a full piece of terrain uh for actual games of infinity uh it is a big chonky uh mdf kit that actually comes with interior section as well so you can remove the uh, sort of outer shell of the vehicle and just have kind of like the loading cargo bay for it as well so if you want to you know use it in actual games as a proper gaming piece you can definitely do that as well and have people fighting around inside it if you like um but yeah very very nice hdf then is it MDF, MDF, MDF kit. So, question: Is it coming like pre-colored, pre-printed, anything like that, or is it coming nope. in bare wood? Uh, nope, bare wood. Bare wood. So bare you have wood. to get, okay. get the get the airbrushes out and start mm-hmm. working on it. Where yeah. is this? Crayons and goofy guns. Is this up online anywhere yet? Yeah, so you can pre-order it from Luxumbra right now. So, so if I go if I go here because I want to see its wooden version. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice piece of kit if people are planning on doing things like oh Stargrave as well. So even yes. if you're not into Infinity, <laughs> yeah. Stargrave, Rogue Stars, Core Space, things like that, where you've got a sci-fi board that you're looking to decorate. Because I see an awful lot of tables, I mean, we've played them ourselves, where you've got just oh, a ton of really nice sci-fi terrain, oh. but then no spaceships. Yeah. I quite like the bubbly, um, presumably perspex that they're using for the... Uh, it is nice. Just yeah, on the front. Like yeah. It's got a nice effect to it. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, you could obviously, you could probably get away with using that as some kind of objective room in your ITS games as well. Probably. Yeah, well, what is this, <laughs> is this spot, something that's supposed to drop off, or is this just a separate thing? That's the center of the ship. Yes, that's yeah. the middle of it. So you yeah. can so you can remove it. That is in in there. Yeah. Yes, behind yeah. the slidey door at the side. Mm. So it's a proper nice little piece of interactive terrain, which I think is always good to see. So mm. cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, as I say, if you've got defiance, it's basically just a big. Uh, dice holder, uh, but if but if you're playing actual games sure. of Infinity, then it's it's obviously a nice piece of terrain to use. Very nice indeed. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of uh, Footsaw slash Warhost news. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guys over there have released their second of sort of like a mini scenario campaign style um, set, which is called A Worthy Man of English Blood. Ah, oh, this isn't anything to do with Baron's Wars, has it? It is. It's Baron's oh, War stuff. Bollocks. Going to give me <laughs> stuff that I want to see. Did your yeah. wallet twitch there, Lloyd? Oh, it um, is. So this is the new um, sort of campaign booklet that is designed to try and get people into the Baron's War, pretty much like they did with the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, you follow the story of either Thomas, Count of Persh. Is it Persh or Peshe? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Uh, or William of Cassingham, that's easier, <laughs> uh, as you battle out, battle it out over three different scenarios. Um, the scenarios have been designed so that they start off relatively simple uh, with mm-hmm. a smaller force, and then through each throughout each of the different scenarios, they're a little bit more complex, you'll add more miniatures into the mix, and because it's kind of like a little tiny mini linked campaign, mm-hmm. everyone you play through will have the effect on the other one, which I think is really nice. Um, where, where do you get it? You go to their site? Yep, so you can go and get it from uh, Futsal Miniatures uh, and you can download it from there. You is can either it, get is it. Is it a paid for or free? 
it's it's paid for. So you can either pay for a version of it to be delivered physically, or you can get it in PDF form as well. Uh, I will say that if you buy the miniatures for Thomas, that will count Thomas, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, William McCassingham, you will get the PDF version of the rules for free as well, which is pretty That's cool. cool. Uh, but uh, as well as including the kind of like mini campaign, as I was saying there, you'll also um, find rules in there for playing uh, groups of outlaws. So obviously using them for William of Cassidy. Mm. Or you could use it for, let's say, Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Uh, might be. be a good one. In, in Nottingham, uh, ro- roaming around uh, the, the woods. Uh, and you also, you'll also find, yes, rapping. Uh, <laughs> like the good old children's TV show. Uh, or you can also well, you can also find rules in there for like traps and snares and that kind of thing as well. So that's nice. Um, so the Baron's War has been kind of like, it's it's a really awesome little game system. Looks really fun. Good for like skirmishing. I know a, lot, a few of our community members have really dived into it. Mm. Um, good little sort of like size for forces, uh, which I think is nice. Sort of like especially if you're sort of diving in as an intro level thing mm-hmm. for sort of medieval period gaming. Um, but yeah, looks fantastic. And it's nice to see them working on sort of like another starter avenue for people to dive into. But of course. Uh, if you're already deep in the, the world of the Barons' War, then you will just have some lovely new miniatures to pick yeah. up and play around with. Look at so. this picture. Is that the density of a terrain on a, on an average gaming? Yeah, Barons' yeah. War. Well, you, you want it to be a proper chock-a-block skirmishy board. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, the way to do it. I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot more from this in the not too distant. I know they've just started previewing the Welsh for the next <laughs> yep coming to kickstart at the end of coming, august yeah. yeah so yeah they're not they're not resting on their laurels and they're not staying just in england so okay. welsh and then i imagine scots soon after go north of the border get your toys handed to you by uh people up there good <laughs> be good i like to see the expansion of it it's a nice period as well and mm-hmm. a lot of the models uh i won't say all of the models are sculpted by paul hicks so you've got that consistency of the range and he is a legend amongst the sculpting community so mm-hmm. well done him very much so mm. uh so moving on from historical stuff uh we're going to be heading to the realm of fantasy because games workshop have been tinkering around with all sorts of new and fancy things for the mortal realms and age of sigma mm-hmm. um leading the way uh we have dragons returning to the mortal realms alongside the forces of order and these aren't the kind of like Draconith kind of things that we've seen previously to this, mm. which is sort of like a little bit more of like a, I get, I like to refer to them almost as like He-Man dragons, uh, where they're slightly more con- uh, well, I guess like weird and retro. Uh, these are like proper big dragons that you might have expected from traditional fantasy worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two particular characters that they've been working on that are kind of be sort of like folded into the storyline. Uh, they were dragons that existed um, pre the mortal realms, as it were, when they battled against Kragnos and the like. But when he rampaged across the mortal realms, they decided to um, sort of vanish off into the, the shadows and w- abide their time, I guess it would be. Uh, but now they are back to uh, stick it to Kragnos once again. So on the one side, you've got Krondis, son of Dracothian, as you can see there. He's looking very, very cool, very, very regal. Got all the raiments of Lord Sigmar across him, which is pretty cool as well. So he's got armor and everything like that, which is nice. It actually kind of like enhances magical abilities on the tabletop in the rules mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, which is dragon, cool. it's like a dragon version of Justin. <laughs> Wait, why? He's got van braces, got oh, van braces and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to get the big armor collar. Come on, give me something here, <laughs> uh, Then you've also got Krondis, who is another 
uh, sorry, not Crondus. You've also got the other character whose name I have not put in the running order, but he's pretty awesome. I've completely forgotten it. Uh, on Teddy Westside. Teddy Westside. There, there is. There's his guard. Yeah. So um, unlike Crondus, who is um, sort of like the more ordered of the brothers, uh, this guy is very much more about getting out there and rampaging across the realms, destroying everything that is in any way associated to Kragnos, hence the fact that he's all scarred and battered and beaten up. Uh, and I think of the two of them, he's probably the coolest, a little bit more edgelord than his brother, uh, mm. but looking very cool indeed. Um, as I say, they're going to be... This one a- here is a real happy-looking chappy. He, he's got... He, he looks got, like there, there is Peter a and his dragon. There. Yeah. He's one step away from an upside-down kick. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a very... Uh, Dragon heart look to him. I like smug. to say, yeah. yes, Looks smug. He is a smug yeah. dragon. No, I'm yeah. with you. Kar- Karazi, Karaze, Karaze uh, is probably my favorite of the two. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. the, it the it does look like he lost the fight. <laughs> well, he didn't. He's still here. Whoever mm. he was fighting lost the fight. Yeah, he's got yeah. a couple of broken horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that but- massive scar tissue. Yeah, but uh, the rules for these guys are going to be available in the new um, Stormcast Eternals Battle Town because they are fully applicable to the forces of order and oh, uh, Sigmar's I've just, armies. I've just realised because uh, Kragnos is um, lightning guy, isn't he? Dra- you know, because all the dragon ogres were fans of lightning. The damage on Karazi is that fractal patternation you get from if, you, if, you, if you get yeah. hit by lightning so when yeah. you see people's That's lightning cool. strike they get that red scarring that looks like a branching tree mm. and the, so, yeah so he's clearly been up against the dragon ogre at some point mm. and taken one which is very very cool indeed um uh, this then leads on to some additional stuff uh when it comes to dragons and the mortal realms mm. um so in addition to those two named characters as we saw there we've also got um dragons coming to the sort of main Stormcast Eternals Force as well. Mm-hmm. Are these smaller dragons? These other ones, then? These are smaller dragons, but no less big. <laughs> um, <laughs> Far away. So, yeah. So, these are, well, so this is going to be what's called the Storm Guard Drakes. Mm-hmm. And they are led by the Knight Draconis, as you see there. So, this is a new net, well, sort of named character, I guess, that you can use in your Stormcast Eternals Forces to lead your armies to victory. Now, the cool thing about him, apart from how badass his dragon looks, is that he can then be used alongside the Stormguard Drakes, which will then become battle line units, which means that you don't have to worry about including any Liberators in your army anymore. You could literally just feel dragons and a dragon oh my rider, God. basically, which I think is amazing. Um, so I really like these again. I think the dragon design is fantastic. I think it's really, really cool. I'm a big fan of dragons anyway. If mm. Free was here, she'd be on my side. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm well, not... not- we're not not on your side, Ben. That's true. It's just I think I'm so absorbed with dragons. I think dragons are amazing. <laughs> no, basically, you need a dwarf on a dragon. Yes. I have one mm. slight problem with their design. Can you go back to the first dragon rider, Lord Drakeny Draken? The fact they've had to hack a hole in his wing to run the belt through to keep his armor on mm. is a bit <laughs> oh, of a yeah. design flaw, <laughs> I feel. Just, just that's, touch. That's awkward. Yeah, because yeah, there's no way... That would have been natural. Oh, what a what a stroke of luck! They've naturally got Swiss cheese wings <laughs> but, right where we need to put a strap. But, so that they've done that deliberately. It's like you know, doxing a horse or it, you know, it, a it, I mean, dog. if you need to put a piercing in there, sure. It might help with dirty air and let and like mm. cut down on vortices and stuff, which makes it easier for him to sit on the on the. We need to get him in a wind tunnel. Is that yeah, what we're thinking? We need to test this, this. Is, this is not dragons F one. 
Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, clearly not, because Lewis but Hamilton has crashed into them. Look, here's one. Here's another. And, and, and they could race each other. Oh, good. I, do, I, I like the yeah. the fact that all three have a very unique silhouette. Yes, mm. it is cool. Yeah. Uh, and it means that you should be able to play around and tinker with it when you're making your armage, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, so the actual riders themselves either come with those massive storm lances or you can give them swords instead if you prefer. Obviously, the Knight Draconis himself comes with that massive flaming sword. As I was saying in the comments to a couple of people, and I said in the, the news story mm. when we wrote about it, I would love to see these sort of tweaked and changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I like Stormcast Eternals. But how about if you put dragon princes on the back of these? Mm-hmm. Go and find some mm-hmm. badass old miniatures of elves or find some new ones and tinker around with a little bit of kind of like jiggery pokery. Do some sort of do some kit bashing and you could have proper amazing dragon princes of Kalidor mm-hmm. back in not Kalidor fighting things in the mortal realms. I think that'd be fantastic. So, yeah. I do like the ones without the the armor on the head better. Mm, yeah, I, th- I think it is nice to see them slightly looking more like, kind of like, as you say, like the bestial dragon version mm-hmm. of them, rather than the slightly more tame, I guess you'd say. This is my favourite. I don't know, I, I just think the, the armour on the head of the first one just looks kind of dopey. I think they are going to do like alternative head options. And I hope so. so. It be too bad. It be but too that's bad. just because he doesn't have bangs to go with it. That is true. <laughs> if, if he had the bangs, he'd be landed. <laughs> uh, you know, it'd be very handy for people who are planning on diving into... Mm. Um, whatever they call the old world when the old is it just going to be the old world <laughs> the old because, world because they're setting it in that point and at that point is right. when Calador got a load of dragons and dragon princes and went and had at the chaos in the vortex yeah on mass in a, in a flight mm-hmm. of dragons way with mm-hmm. bria and all the rest tell me this fight dragon stuck in my head now for the rest of the day tell me this is the old world going to be back on square bases it is it yes is. Yeah. we talked all about this yeah. and mm-hmm. this is for sure for yes, shizzle, yeah. for shizzle, manizzle. So before yeah. I start making any more flipping Age of Sigmar type stuff, I need yes. to take this into consideration. You should start yeah. ranking things up. <laughs> Put them on squares, like yeah. nature intended. It's all, it's all, it's all going to be twenty-eight mil as well. Boo! But nature go. being yeah. old man time. That is Jerry. <laughs> uh, Na- but yeah, Na- nature being me. Yes, yes. correct. I, 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 I think all these are going to look absolutely awesome uh, when mm-hmm. they're finally on the table. I can't mm-hmm. wait, as I say, to see people doing some kit bashing and tinkering around with these. Give me my dragon princess of Calador. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they cool. do look fairly, fairly funky. But uh, in a complete departure from Age of Sigmar and all things fictional and dragonal, uh, we're going to be going off and seeing the French and War Games Atlantic have got up their pre-orders for not just their World War One French, but it's a kit that can also expand into World War Two. That's how little nice. the French updated their stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> Is, uh, should we move? Everybody else is changing. No, it's fine, Pierre. Okay, <laughs> Michelle. I'm just looking for someone with a Shona. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so the the war to end all wars is the range already. We've got uh, Germans, uh, but this is a French box set that allows you to do from nineteen sixteen to nineteen forty. I want to say, or possibly nineteen fourteen to nineteen forty. Uh, like I said, they didn't really change a huge amount, but they've bunged a lot in this box set to allow people to make. Uh, the figures they want to make. So apart from having uh, your great coated French, there is two sprues. Uh, the first sprue contains all of the options um, to allow you to make 35 miniatures, including your commands. So you've got riflemen, you've got uh, machine gun, the kneeling and firing. They have the sheer volume of heads you would expect uh, from War Games Atlantic. So you can have your Adrian Helms, you can have... Uh, 
sort of soft caps fezes. You've got your commander in his in his sort of a capy style cap as well. But there's also a second half frame in the set that also includes some Senegalese uh, pieces, so you can make up uh, your colonial troops. Nice. The weapons yeah. and arms on the half sprue are all World War Two. So it's the more modern uh, rifles, uh, SMGs and LMGs. Right. And they also have the big Singalese, I can't remember the name, I want to call it a Katanga, but I, it's not. But they, they're essentially their they're, um, tribal knife that the Singalese fighters used. These jobbies here. Yeah, because um, sometimes you just need to really butcher people when you're getting in there, <laughs> and, and that will do that like a treat. So I you don't can know make... if I could ever play this army, though. No, because I'd be just walking up to the table, going all the singleese, all the singleese, all the singleese, all the singleese, <laughs> and never get any play done. Can, oh, I, can I leave yeah. this? Soon? <laughs> well, I, I think I can bring us back on track nicely because recently we I actually got so. a look at the <laughs> French resistance from that. But go ahead, well, you try. Well, recently we did get the the unboxing you did, Jerry, for the French resistance. Mm. Yeah, that was and cool. I'm yeah. sure the parts are probably interchangeable in oh, yeah. some of that. Uh, mm. No, all of that. Um, all of the War Games Atlantic stuff is 100 interchangeable, which is interesting mm. because they've added a set of. African slash African American heads in uh, Adrian Helms mm -hmm. or Adrian. Um, so you can do your Harlem Hellfighters. So the nice. American uh, regiment that was actually just essentially dumped on the French because the uh, segregation in the US Army in the First World War, they didn't want them fighting with them. Mm -hmm. And the French just went, we've been up against the wall now for years. We'll take anyone at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they were given uh, French helmets, French equipment. As I point out in the article, they were still wearing the American uniforms. <laughs> and I think somebody, possibly Hudson, seen me say that because whenever they put it up on their social media, they went, yes, they should be wearing American uniforms. But there are some pictures online of them in French great coats. Mm. Um, so it depends how much of a purist you are. If you are a super purist, keep all of the heads. They are going to be doing American Doughboy unit at ah, some point in the future. Oh, cool. You nice. Do your Senegalese and French from this box, keep the spare heads, and then just pop them onto, no, pop them onto <laughs> the American plastics when the American comes out because they are all completely interchangeable with all of the other ranges. Mm -hmm. they're, they're designed that way. Um, so you could have your Harlem Hellfighters who were a remarkable unit, uh, so much so that we are getting some of these and I'm planning on doing up a set for the studio and getting nice. some Blood and Valor games going. When you're saying interchangeable though, that's within the historical side of things because people were no. asking, well, people oh, were asking well, about the Les Grognards and the, yeah. the head attachment slightly oh, different. Oh, the head attachment is different. Yeah. And then yeah. the scale of the bodies is a little yeah. bit shorter and stuff. Yeah, so, so, so within, their, within the ranges they do, the Dark Age are all interchangeable within the Dark Age. Um, the sci-fi, so the space Brits that are coming Fairly soon, actually. Uh, the, yeah, said. the Le Les Grognards are in, going to be interchangeable uh, with the Ram Jaeger. Nice. And then the mm. World War One slash mm. interwar stuff that they're doing for the war to end all wars uh, will all be interchangeable. So, yes, kit bashing is a little bit trickier when you're taking maybe the, the French heads and putting them onto the um, – they're doing the stuff for Mark Mondragon's um, Panzerjäger and Eisenkern. So – you have a little more of a problematic bit to do there, but they have rescaled the Eisenkern to make them more in keeping with mm. the stuff they're doing for the sci-fi and the like as well. So harder, but not beyond the realms of possibility, but nice. within within yeah. a, an actual yeah. range that 
uh, Wargames Atlantic are doing, you will be able to kit bash to your heart's content. So really? happy days. Also, I'm fairly certain there are a load of female partisans coming in the second box because both them and Matthew Leahy kept poking me and taking the mech. I was very good there, taking the mech on social media when I was asking about it, um, that they wouldn't confirm or deny. But I know for the, the first resistant box, people were going there, you know, some some female resistance or partisans yeah. were good. So And if you're looking for tanks and vehicles and stuff, just go to the end of the week that we looked Sky at. Treks, yep. I, I will be. That's I've already looked at the Renault <laughs> and, and the uh, German thing, and they'll be winging their way to me uh, as we speak. So neat stuff. Yeah. So they're, they're staying with me. The studio's not getting them. <laughs> but apart from the Great War Frenchies, we've also had news from WizKids, mm, yeah. purveyors of plastic tiny fighting men for things like D&D. Um, up until now, they've been doing ranges of one-piece models, uh, cheap and cheerful to give GM stuff to chuck onto the tabletop. And WizKids then came along and threw out a big bit of news, which is their framework set. What is that? Um, is, this, is it this? What am I supposed to be looking at? That that is one of the framework things. Um, if you scroll down so further, that's Bellicor, the, or yeah. there is a ton to come. So first yeah. up, there is a paint range coming. The paint range will be the prismatic paint line with Vallejo, mm -hmm. uh, which will contain sixty paints. You'll be able to get them individually, or you can get two thirty bottle paint sets. So the full range will be available wow, cool. two boxes. Nice. Most exist already. Uh, although there are going to be 20 new paints specifically for this line, and it's a mixture nice. of paints and effects. So there are ah, things like okay. slime effects, washes, rust effects. Perfect for monsters and things. Perfect for monsters. Another thing they said is they don't want to baffle new people because the whole point of the, the line that they do, the Nozzlers line, oh, Nozzlers line is it's for new GMs. It's for new people who are just getting into to painting and modeling and having something that says Katachan's sweaty crotch <laughs> and you're going, well, what color is that? Why can you not just say dark green or uh, they're not doing so? Yeah. The effects paints will be called things like slime because mm -hmm. it's an effect, mm -hmm. but scarlet red is, and this will surprise you, a red that is a scarlet in color. So wow. we're not going to get like Minsk and Boo's purple or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or Ashen so, Hide. So yeah. when people are coming to look for this, they're not going to have to worry about trying to work out what color an olifant you know, will be, yeah. they just go, I need a green, <laughs> I need a green, I need a red, I need whatever. They're all named as per. Right, so they're going to cool. be coming out later on this year. But the big news was the framework set. So up until now, it's all been single piece, mm -hmm. all single piece all the time. No word on these are hard or soft plastic. I suspect hard plastic. Somebody said, this so, in, yeah. somebody said this in the sprue, which amuses me because all they've released so far is renders because they haven't got into production. So whether or not they've seen a sprue is, mm, Yeah. But the idea is you will be able to get your hands on a box, which will either be a single miniature, a monster, or a character, or like a squad, so a unit of orcs or a unit of kobolds. Like a town guard or something like that. And yeah. within that, you'll have customization options, so you can make them look different. So if Very you've got nice. a halfling bard, could be playing a lute, could be playing a flute, could be bringing the house down like most bards do in D&D games because they will critically fail and will explode all of the area. Um, that is my personal favourite. I'm curious the, about this one. 
the the witch with all of the uh, lollipop and uh, gingerbread men. It's just so creepy, so very creepy, especially when you look at the bottom of that lollipop staff above its head, which ends in it. Boom. <laughs> you know, you go into that cottage eating the gingerbread, you're not coming out of that cottage. But you can see there some of the changes. You can have a hand with an apple, a hand with a heart, just an open hand casting. Um, there, the bags, you get all the spell separate, effects and everything. There the spell well. effects, everything's mm -hmm. there. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can individualize your antagonists and your player characters as much as you can. You should pop on through, Lloyd. There are 13 of these. There's a ton to open. Well, before that, there's there one thing cobalt. on that previous one. Yes. I'm very curious. Some of the render parts on there look as if they're going to be clear plastic. Yes. Okay. That was the one thing I was really, really just thinking about. As, far as, as far as we're aware, that will be the case. They will be okay. clear plastic. Um, they do so those with the nozzles. They do it with so, the nozzles okay. already. Yeah. So, and, but then that's that's why I'm wondering if they're going to. People are looking at it and going, "It's called Frameworks, and they're multi-part. It will be hard plastic." There's no reason why they can't do these as a soft plastic or that that nozzles plastic on the sprue mm -hmm. and allow people the options. Um, just make it quite plug and play. In that yeah, respect, yeah, you're yeah. just doing it. Yeah. Some people have already been looking at these and going, "Well, look, they're all flush joints. You can mm. magnetize these." Now they did cool. say they will include either pins or pins on the sprue. So if you want to pin things, you can, okay. which may just mean a case of drilling things out. If you're going to be a bit more complex, if you're going to be adding magnets, you're already being complex. Um, <laughs> but like you can see the wealth of detail and changes you can make within them. And that's uh, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Another fascinating thing they've said, which isn't featured in the, the article here, but if you've got a squad of orcs or a squad of kobolds, um, and you want to differentiate them on the table if you're playing a, a skirmish game or if Wobotide, you're, you're GMing and using miniatures. Instead <laughs> of numbering the bases, you're going Orc 1, Orc 2, Orc 3, and then keeping track of them that way. The box set sprues where you have squads or units will have something specific for the, the, the box that you mm. can dress the base with. So it may be you'll have one arrow, a bunch of two arrows, a bunch of three arrows, or mushrooms or rocks or That's skulls. Cool. Or, yeah. And so you can, you can mark out which one is which and keep track of them so you know who's got what stats and who's got what mm -hmm. wounds left without having to put something on the base that's going to wreck the the sort of the flow of your game and going well this one says 152 on the back so he's got three <laughs> wounds left whereas you can go i'm going to lamp the one with three shrooms on the base upside the head mm -hmm. and take us the boot that he's wearing as a hat as a trophy <laughs> uh, which is amazing so so this is this is the the sort of the beginning of it this is what they've shown and they're hoping it will be in production for the end of the year pandemic Medic. willing well yeah. yeah because they'd already planned on having these out by now and then everything went sideways but one of the last things they dropped off was they're going to be doing well they're terming fat packs at the moment um which is the the colored render of um i want to say it's balakor but it's not balakor it's something similar the the fire demon at the start is going to be a, a sort of an idea behind it where they have these big end of level boss sort of end of scenario, end of campaign bosses that you would expect to see. And they'll be there uh, in a huge box of their own to really allow them to go the whole hog, multiple frames, multiple sprues to to get the, the sheer massiveness of the model across without having to compromise. So, sounds like they're trying to catch up a little bit with what Steamforge have been doing. Yeah. Uh, trying to address that kind of like encounter in a box kind of thing. Yeah. So, the other thing is, even though they're using, these are coming out labeled, on the Dungeons and Dragons Nozers range, because that's a, a, a known range, a known brand. If people are looking for stuff, it's a good way to, to find it. There are going to, it is, 
it is aimed as a agnostic range. So it's not just D and D. You'll find things in there that will be pathfindery. You'll find things in there that will just be generic yeah. fantasy troops. Mm-hmm. So just because it's got the D and D branding on it, don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be restricting themselves to just D and D styley things. Mm-hmm. Next thing you watch. know, we're going to get multi-part hero six miniatures, and they'll no longer be terrible. Wow! 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 <laughs> I'm all for that. I've got a Cthulhu hero clicks from Gen Con from many years ago. <laughs> I see Eve. And I, I can't wait to see more for the horror clicks. Cool. That, but yeah. yeah. Where to next, Benj? Uh, so we're going to be finishing off a little bit of news with some historical again, as we've, we've flitted between the different realms uh, in this episode. Uh, but we're going to be looking at some new stuff from Gripping Beast that's been put together for those diving into playing games of Saga, Age of Hannibal. Um, so they've put together two new starter warbands for you to use in Saga, uh, all out of, made out of the metal miniatures from their collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the Gallic Forces and the Iberian Forces. Um, so they follow a similar setup between the mm-hmm. two different sets. Uh, you get a mounted warlord for each. Mm-hmm. You then get that followed up with a set of mounted hearthguard as well. And then you have 16 on-foot warriors uh, with spears or whatever and shields to sort of bulk up the force as well. So as I say, these have been designed as four-point warbands for you to use in Saga. A great starting point for those people that want to dive in and start playing the game. Uh, maybe sort of taking things back towards that kind of more ancient time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Looking very cool, and I know there are already a bunch of people that were like, oh, this is neat. I could use these alongside X or Y and stuff. So yeah. it'll be good to see people mixing these in along things, uh, well, along the lines from things from like War Games Foundry and the stuff as well. So, so yeah. I mean, you hear Hannibal, you're just thinking him marching on Rome. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could easily play out all of that and stuff, which would be very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because they've, you know, you've got the Roman faction in Age of Hannibal as well to uh, go up against Hannibal. It's nice seeing them doing these sort of compilations because yes. if you are getting into a game or even into a new faction for a game, it's a nice, mm-hmm. easy four points. It's all there, self contained. And then you can just add to it once you've played a few games and go, really, I need more warriors or really, I need more <laughs> hearth guard or yeah. possibly some levy filth to throw away in front of the Romans because I don't want to die anymore. Um, so you can. You can play off your intro games at four points and then see what works best for you and for the battle board to actually progress mm. and move further. And on today of all days, an auspicious day where Studio Tomahawk did a little tease they about did. a new yeah. battle board coming, yeah. um, which is, uh, it must be a new universe book because it's the Flames of Atar, um, which means it's going to be the Sassanid Persians. Ooh. So Peloponnesian War, please. I want my Very Spartans. Nice. I want my Spartans now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what's quite nice about these as well is that um, obviously now this thing gives you a couple of different avenues for you to get into things like Saga. Um, so for you can example. either go, to, you can, for example, so you can either go down the route of maybe picking up one of the plastic sets and using <laughs> that. Obviously, that gives you you know a certain degree of options and allows you to play around a little bit more. Or if you just you know really like the, the feel of metal on the tabletop and you can go for these and of course they've got a little bit more detail baked into them as well because they're metal miniatures so uh, you can play around with those as well and i mean i will say a lot of cavalry in those boxes oh that, that <laughs> uh, two models each when you play yeah, yeah. possibly uh, but, even three <laughs> the front the back and the rider <laughs> because normally you don't paint the arse of your model too much but like yeah. they are 50 percent arse yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i think it was sherlock holmes that put it best they're dangerous at both ends and tricky in the middle mm. exactly yeah. is this well, the hannibal set here that well that's no that's Iberians. the Iberian. so oh, that's the- your your celtic spanish yes um, and then that's just Gauls, so your Frenchies. Oh. Um, but Age of Hannibal, I think they've already done 
I want to say they've already done Carthaginian. I believe they have already done some sets for it, yeah. If they haven't done Carthaginian already, it's probably not far off because they have a comprehensive line because I bought a Mm. ton of them a little while ago for reasons. Um, But yeah, they've they've been playing around with both that kind of like saga side of things and also a little bit of Age of Magic as well. Mm. Um, I know they've done a couple of new characters and stuff, which we'll probably get a look at in the news next week, I think. But uh, yeah. Yeah, some lovely stuff there. So a whole wealth of news across from, from the very, very, very ancients, almost up to modern day, and with a sprinkling of fantasy over the top. I think that's probably enough news for now. Shall we move on and take a look at some 3D printing? So, Ben, what have you found for us this week for 3D printing? Is the his name? <laughs> uh, so, starting off with a little bit of an update. Um, so, obviously, we know that um, Raging Heroes have been putting together their Heroes Infinite Patreon mm-hmm. over the last couple of months and doing exceptionally good stuff. They've gone to the Norse Pantheon. They've done Greeks. They've done Egyptians. They've done fantastic stuff on across all the realms of fantasy. Mm-hmm. And now they are back to kind of... Let us live out our almost Harry Potter esque dreams in a uh, way, uh, because they have brought together the Wizards Guild for yeah. August. Well, you love this. Look at this. I'm going to try and show you it all. There, wizard, Harry. Look if you that. open it in a new tab, you'll be able to see it all, Lloyd. <laughs> I, I do think I just oh, heard a small squeeze from across the ocean. Oh, click it again. There we there go. We go. There we go. It's all about knowing what to click. Um, so yes, That's a majestic. <laughs> before you get any further, that is a majestic set of eyebrows on Carrion, <laughs> the Venerable. Yes. The, the, yeah, that's me when I'm in my nineties. If I make it that nice. far, <laughs> the beard will be that long. The tash will be glorious, and the eyebrows will just be going hello. So uh, the theming, if you hadn't guessed about it already, mm. is the wizards, mages, and everything else in between. Uh, so the idea behind this is that they've put together a section of characters, troops, monsters, and terrain, if you go for the Overlord tier pledge, uh, that will get you access to a whole bunch of SDL files you can print off at home for making basically an army of wizards. So if you wanted to go down the route of just shunning everything traditional when it came mm-hmm. to building an army and just have heroes as wizards, troops as wizards, monster as wizard constructs, then you can definitely do that with this. Um, as you can see there by that Ooh. amazing looking golem, which I think is just badass. Um, you could also go, go down a different route with these. Maybe, for example, you've got a high tier D&D wizard that has been brewing in the background for a while mm-hmm. during your campaigns. Now you suddenly have a way to make that wizard a reality in an ostentatious way on the tabletop with these particular 3D printing files. And do um, it wrong and play it with miniatures. And do it wrong and play it with miniatures. Well, we've, we've already looked at Hero Hammer this week, and I have to say putting a grey seer on a cockatrice was yeah. pretty much the default for third <laughs> to fifth edition Skaven armies. Yeah. So you've got one there. It's a yeah. bit bigger than I remember, but sure. Oh, but it's a 3D file. You can rescale that. Oh, yeah. just what were you going to say, rat Lloyd, size your way? chicken. I don't know. It, it, look, it looks weird. The big long cockatrice. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't so. expecting to see long cockatrices. Okay. A stubby cockatrice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, they have a, a wide range of different things I was talking about with kind of terms of like monsters and characters. But one of the nice things, that, wow. nice things is you can see if you just go below, you've got the troops there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, what would you use to defend a school of wizards or a land full of wizards. Well, the apprentices, for one, chuck them in first. Uh, and then 
animate all the uh, sort of magical constructs you've got laying down in the sort of the basement level of your massive wizard's castle and unleash them on the tabletop as well to smash things to pieces. Looking we would also have awesome. accepted anybody who can't cast spells. That is also they true. Will send die send in the, the peasants in. Yes. <laughs> Off you go, plebs. Yeah, but that's, um, that's very Negrand-esque for all you Warcraft fans out there. Yeah, it's one step yes. away from floating things in the sky of mm. Negrand. I'm all for that. Uh, but obviously, as you can see there, they've obviously got a whole bunch of different pieces, bits and pieces there in terms of terrain and models and all kind of things. Then you can level things up and you can get the Overlord tier pledge, which gives you more versions of the stuff that you got in the existing pledge. Mm. So instead of it just being one style of sort of like automaton, you can have a whole bunch of them, which allows you to make squads and, and units and stuff. You've got then lots of different styles of kind of like Apprentice Wizard and those ones leaping out of the portals. Very Doctor Strange, which I think this? is very mm. cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah Get your that. sling rings out. <laughs> yep. I like the familiars, but then Bridging Heroes have always done weird and wacky little familiars, like those yeah, horrible naked cats and little tiny hippos <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love the mimics. Mm. Apprentices really mounted on mimics is, uh-huh. I mean, sure, but at the same time, have the actual wizards put the apprentices on top like you would hold a carrot in front of a donkey <laughs> to get the mimic to go forward? Possibly. <laughs> I like to think of them as, I like to think of them as like goblins with squig riders. Oh, yeah. They're not really controlling them. And they uh, might become lunch. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That's how you you cut down the quotas of students and get more involved in the in the in the enrollment process. Um, but yes, lots and lots of uh, mm. fascinating miniatures within these, and then obviously big, huge centerpiece uh, bits as well, which is fantastic. And the castle, well. and then of course the castle. So if I you like put, the castle. If you like to put together a uh, well, let's just say this one's probably not Ofsted approved either mm. um, when it comes to Hogwarts and stuff. Uh, then you can add this into the mix and, and, and play your games around this. Maybe use that as a centerpiece for a big wizard's battle against the forces of darkness and some demons and that kind of thing. It does uh, look reasonably modular. I wonder if hmm, can I convert mm. that? You probably could do some conversions. What would you be converting it for, Justin? Well, honestly, I'm thinking do like a nice medieval town out of that and just do like multiple components, depending on how many different ways I could combine stuff. That would be cool. Yeah. It looks like a lot of like facades and frontages, so you can easily mess around with it. Except though, Justin, when it comes to the world of 3D printing, you're better off just going and getting buildings that are a medieval town and just printing them. This is a fair point, but I I do like doing unique stuff with it Mm. instead of just going plug and play. Taking something like this and starting to do conversion work is absolutely fine to do, and I think you yeah, can get yeah. something rather kick-ass out of that. You could do indeed. Um, so, so you sign up to what? The Patreon. Yep. So you sign up to the Patreon, uh, and they will have uh, different tiers for you to, to pledge for, and that means that every month you will either get the sort of like basic tier of stuff, which will be seen there, or you'll get the Overlord tier of things, which will give you even more bits and pieces for you to print off at home. Um, as we have talked about in the past, the uh, community around Raging Heroes is Patreons, uh, uh, is very good. Uh, they are all very sort of involved with it and will help you out if you're just getting started with 3D printing on the tabletop. Mm. Um, so if you're intrigued to give it a go and you like the very over-the-top nature of these wizards from the Wizards Guild, uh, then I would definitely go and give these a shot. I will say, someone in our community... Oh, uh, was the this is the wizards. So someone in our community... Uh, got their hands on the Egyptian stuff from, mm. I think it was last month, wasn't it, the Egyptians? It was, Maybe yeah. It was, yeah, and has actually been painting them up in the style of the renders that we see from yes. those guys, which cool. is really cool. Uh, so if you could do something similar to that with the wizards, yeah. that would also be neat. Well, not, not only that, because I, I don't know how much you've delved into their project, 
because uh, we've always looked at it and went, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if somebody did this? And they did it, and all of the gold is being done in gold leaf. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is just outrageous. <laughs> there is no kill like overkill. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly what it, I mean, they do look spectacular. That sort of three-toned mm-hmm. affair, you really get the idea of what's going on. And if you can do that and then avoid having to really paint most of it, mm-hmm. then do that. Very much definitely. So. Yeah. 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 I did see one very interesting thing recently. I saw a, a resin bath printer that had like a 12 by 6 uh, tub in it. You know, the the actual bit that the resin goes into. Right. And I'm just wondering how big you could go, how much weight you could hold on there mm. to go for something like take that golem and make it huge. I have no idea. Eve up the components. Yeah, I, I, that'd I, be I interesting. Wanna, I, I want to try it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so if you're interested in that, make sure you go and check out the Patreon from uh, Raging Heroes. Uh, they've also um, obviously got their own web store where they make a whole bunch of physical miniatures, and mm. some of the miniatures that we've been seeing as part of their Patreon have made it over to there as well. They recently did some updates to their Void Elves, so mm. if you like the Drakari or the Dark Elves, make sure to go and check that out. Following on from that was one that Lloyd went, hey guys, I found this really nice 3D pressing thing. Yeah, it was, it was a lot more like sloth. It was more a, hey you guys. <laughs> he threw a Babe Ruth bar at his yeah. head. It didn't stop him. So this, and I'm expecting trains. So no, it's there. It's in oh, fact a, another one of Lloyd's loves and that is Viking stuff. Uh, or anything to do with the Dark Ages saga, for example. Um, so this yeah. is... Uh, Asgard Rising. Uh, now they have both a Patreon and a My Mini Factory account, and their sort of big thing is creating stuff that could be used across the sort of realms of fantasy, uh, but is very much sort of focused in, for the most part anyway, on kind of creating Norse-style creatures and monsters mm-hmm. and warriors and heroes for you to use in your games. They have a fairly extensive collection um i believe we have talked about them i think it was last year we looked at some of their sort of initial stuff that they brought out onto my mini factory i think it was um but they have quite uh exceeded themselves since then check Uh, this out it's almost as if Lloyd has looked at this already and has picked these out <laughs> ahead of time. It's it's both Vikings and Undead without bat wings. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I wonder why you picked these. Mounted Draugr. Cool look at that. I mean, I well, did see sweet. one thing on the homepage. There's a forest village there that looks rather cool. So yeah, so these guys don't just do sort of like your standard units and, and war bands and that kind of thing. They also stretch things into like the realms of terrain and big monsters and stuff. So hopefully we'll get a look at that oh, in a second. We'll get to that nice Meanwhile, the Odin symbol on a shield. Yeah, that does, one yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. They're Lovely. doing one thing that I love though is that they're all carrying different bits of kit. It's not just like I have raised from a single army. No, here's everybody. <laughs> Well, yeah. it could be a single army, but, you know, uniform is not uniform, with the exception of the Norwegian shield colour. I suppose. I mean, everyone's got that range. They look at it and go, oh, bollocks, I need to buy a 3D printer. Mm. This might be mine. I mean, if you need an assist, Lloyd, on picking out just the right 3D printer, I will help. I thought we, you were going to say have, you were going to print the stuff six, for me. We Did have six of them. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are how many in the studio? <laughs> I mean, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to 3D print, and his bank account will go to zero in about a week. They're very, um, I was going to say Skyrim. Is that it? Is it they Skyrim? Do, yeah, Is that Skyrim a thing? Field they do yeah, have yeah, that yeah. Skyrim field. They yeah, because the, they've, they've got horns, which they shouldn't have if they were they just have horns, regular yeah. you know, mm. Vikings. Um, oh, so they've got more fantasy, fantasy, fantasy feel. Side, yeah. yeah. Mm. But you know what you do, Lloyd? You just 
take them off in Tinkercad or something. I just snip them off. Yeah, oh. just get Justin to take them off in Tinkercad. <laughs> <laughs> if it'll take it, because some of these things are so high poly, they won't go in there without a dedicated program. Because there's only a few of them have Viking horns. Yeah. So yeah, and, it's and that's why God subtle. invented or, clippers. Or just don't print the ones with Viking horns. No, like different heads and do that swap. What? No. I really like the driver who had who had like hood and the sort of outstretched the, the hand. Yeah. yeah, he was badass. I am yes, loving the mishmash of Wonder different equipment yeah, yeah. though. Mm. And that's just that's just the undead. That's, yeah, that is just yeah. the undead. There's a lot of weird and wacky things in there as far as the monsters go as well. The old maiden that's, warband. That's so nice. cool. Do you want more than one Lagatha? Here are all the Lagathas. <laughs> <laughs> Was, Way to go. <laughs> was like one Lagatha not enough? I like the, de- all the, the detailing is great. Yeah. Could be. But the, mm. yeah, the detailing on things like on the robes mm. um, and tunics is just really, really nice. The knot work really and that sort of thing. Yeah. So see if you happen to paint. What, what I quite like about these as well is that they kind of like, they've almost, well, obviously they've got that kind of more heroic look and feel to them, obviously sort of blending a little bit more towards the fantastical and the saga yeah. side, side of things. But I like that they match up a lot with kind of stuff we've seen from the likes of Mears, yes. especially in the design style. So maybe you can go to kind of go for some of the big center centerpiece miniatures from Mears because they're a little bit more expensive in the resin and then do some 3D printing on these to fill in all the kind of gaps in your kind of like Norse force and that kind of thing on the tabletop. I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, the berserkers yeah. are so good. Very Look cool. Leaping. Leaping mm. from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British not, Columbia. Not enough weapons stuck in them, though. I always like seeing barbarians with like weapons in their bodies. Mm. <laughs> that's, uh, but I think that's um, uh, was that Gripping Beast who did those, or was it Footsore? Footsore did the ones with like the swords in their bellies and stuff. Yep. Yeah, holding on to one end as if to yeah. say, "That's mine now. You've given it to yeah. me. You can have it back, and I'm going to kill you." Are those dwarves, or are they just big burly men? I can't tell. Burly, burly men. men no, right. they, <laughs> if, if you just print them. A little two thirds the height. I mean, <laughs> if you unlock dwarves. your aspect ratio, I'm sure you can squidge them to make yes. them morphs. Oh, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds great. They even have like, like shape changes and stuff as well, which is neat. Oh, oh my god! Nice. What that a nice twist on trolls! That's not. That's awesome. Is that a nice twist? I mean, there's a lot of teeth going on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this. He's covering barnacles. Yeah. That's Reminds what you get when you live under a bridge, and he's just casually stealing a barrel of fish. Yeah. It reminds me a little like, bit of, the, kind of the style of trolls you would have got in like Troll Hunter and stuff, but like mm. the creepy stuff that they didn't find. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, click, they have bear men. Yeah, click on the shape 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 shifters. Oh, is, wraith wolves. Is this them? Or yeah, is there, no, that's, yeah, that's that's a wraith wolf. Bear so. and uh boar was your mm. shapeshifters. Oh, They're nice. Very nice. There, there you go, you right go. in the middle. There you go. So you've got a werewolf, a werebear. And a werewolf. Oh, if you want to play Guardians on the tabletop, the best <laughs> yes. superhero movie of all time ever. The Russian one. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. With the best, werebear. Best in Russian. No, best. I'll stop. Don't no, no, I mean that. best to watch in Russian. Oh, right. You you don't like there the you, go. Do, you don't like the dodgy English oh, translation. Oh, I, Is that I, what you're I, after? I hate dodgy dubs. Oh no, I think it, I, it lends something to that film in particular. I'll maybe give it another swing. Rock Magneto in particular, but yeah, <sighs> look at those. They yeah. are. They're not right. Is that a horse's what's head the, he's wearing on his face? What's the? What was the title for these? It what is Faceless Hunters. Oh, yeah, you say faceless, but then they stick a big horse skull on their face. Mm. Oh, what you could do? Oh, it's this a wicker man. 
this could be them when they head over to uh, America and they, they don't quite know who the Native Americans are. And so they mm-hmm. imagine them as these strange creatures in the woods and you, what can, is, you know, tie them to the scraling and stuff. That would mm, be cool. Yeah. What is that Spink, Queen Spider HQ you were looking at? Oh, we're going we're gonna to get to that. Okay. Well, it's not done with the and it's just like, I need to see that up close, even though I really don't want to. Even the weapon sets is cool. Nice. Shields are particularly nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All that intricate Look, carving will not work on them. Well, Lloyd is sold. Huh. <laughs> I've been after a sort of a fantasy-esque sort of set of Vikings, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to do the undead one because I think I could squeeze the undead one in more easily with all my other Vikings to fight off like an undead army that comes at them. Coming at you. Like I know Warren Patra. was talking about doing like undead Vikings. Oh, ruined ships as well. Yeah, we'll really see that. We'll get to well, that. <laughs> what did you uh, want to see, Justin? The, the spider. spider. The ancient spider queen. Uh, that one. Or the left. mobile HQ. There you yeah. go. That, with the massive powder, yeah, yeah, terrifying, F- filled with goblins, not on Arachnarok because <laughs> I think they were taken out and beaten with a hammer. Wow, uh, just hit with the bug spray. I'm very bristly legs. It does it look t- like it would paint up an yeah. absolute treat, and then you've got all the spider eggs below it. Oh, I'm gotcha. Yeah, the first day you take that down to the gaming club, though, you put it down on the desk and someone swats it with a book. <laughs> 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 and then you go 3D print another one. <laughs> Where do you see the ships? I have to take you to the ships. There's loads <laughs> no, of cool stuff here. Yeah, they, they have a substantial amount oh, of terrain. Yes. So Long not boats. just not just ruined, but also fully fledged and uh, towns and all sorts of watchtowers. Please tell me this is a base modular set that I can just custom build the most uh, monstrous long ships. Yes, let's say yes. I have no idea what any of that means, but yes, that is exactly what this is. Well, I don't know. It's a set. You pretty much get the one you want. Yes, uh, just, I guess. Let's just say yes. It's a base modular <laughs> set. Man, those are impressive. I love all the detailing on the hole with the rivets and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hammer the nails through and stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's like all the one they have the in um, even this. Look at Norway. the seal with the yeah. stitching in there. Yeah, funny you should mention the sail. It's the most expensive part of a Viking ship. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me because the sail takes about twenty times longer to build than everything else. Yeah, I mean trees. They go for free. Yeah. <laughs> Linen or whatever they made their sails out of requires somebody to actually do some weaving and stitching. Yeah. And oh man, that's so much. I can't mm. be bothered. Let's not let's not and, raid anywhere. And let's let's not, let's not forget. Once you get where you're going to raid, you're going to turn that into a tent anyway. No, no, no. You're not going to turn your sail into a tent. It's far too expensive. No, no, no. I've I've that's spoke nice. to reenactors. They say they would use it as a tent. I think they're talking bollocks. <laughs> it's because they didn't have to spend twenty weeks stitching it. I don't know. There are some reenactors that are just that committed. Ah. It's impressive stuff, though. I look at this. Aye. A gorgeous, gorgeous work on the ruins. The thing that I quite like about when you see ruins done like that is that they've not, they've all, like you see a lot of times people will do that kind of stone texture, but it'll all be flat. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously they've taken the time to make it so that a lot of the bricks There's and relief. stones are higgledy piggledy and stuff. Yeah. yeah the, the relief what to it. what yeah. was there? Was a company that used to do resin cast ones and they would actually build it from tiny little bricks. And then cast the tiny little bricks. Um, they table, did the massive table, wizard's tower. Tabletop world. Bingo. Tabletop world. They yeah. would actually be, they would build their buildings brick by brick. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. cast their that what they just built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that quality, makes it all easier to paint. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. even just running the prints out on that looks like it'll be super easy. You can dry brush the hell out of those, and they'll work really, really oh, nice. Got the the greens Forest is a bit so wacky. I don't know if I would do forest on 3D printing. 
what, like trees? Yep. Got Vikings on horseback. I have printed some trees. I don't know. Well, these look did, they, did, did they look oh, all garbage? Because I can't help but feel when you print that out, uh-huh. it will look like you've printed out. I mean, Jesus, there's some size of bank cones on those. I, That's one yeah, step no, away from a hip even, pineapple. Even just, just trying to actually get that to run off a bed is going to be a nightmare. It's Support, a delightful idea. To run to, to, to everything and then clearing that off. I, think, I, don't know. I think it would look too printed is my issue with it, whereas you can just get a tree and you know, you're going to end up having either yeah. static grass or clump foliage to mask mm. the fact that it's Ponies. Ponies are good. That, that is quite the chubby little horse. To all those that said the Vikings didn't have cavalry, yes, they did. Yeah. Who, who said, <laughs> what who said they never had cavalry? You know, you always see it in the movies. It's like, ah, oh, well, this they've done this properly. The Vikings didn't have any horses. Oh no, my lord! They didn't have, yeah, they had ponies. They had horses. They loved horses. Putting them on a boat and taking enough of them across to make a difference, different manner. Yeah, but when you get there, just steal what you need. Exactly, steal the horses. <laughs> so they would have horses. Just yeah. they might not take them home. Mm. You know, no. you ha- you have fought well with me, my steed. Go fly free. <laughs> I really like those um, like t- tombs and barrows. They're mm. very cool. Uh, I um, they feel like they're based on exist on actual historical ones. Especially, I think that one definitely is. Mm, Maybe not with all the carv- yeah. not with all the carvings on it, but I think something similar to that. Yeah. I think we've got one of those in Ireland. Oh, we've actually we've got more than one of those. But oh, specifically, specifically that ship. That's mm. so cool. That's what I want. I, I want to play a game now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, be, being able to like completely kit out your table from this as well, I think, is just masterful. Yeah. You know, yeah. for a company to consider, right, we're going to go down the 3D print line. Let's give them absolutely yeah. everything they could possibly want. There's well no, done. I don't think there's a game with this, but if there is, I'm definitely going to go and check it out. Lloyd, we can make a game. Because, well, I oh, just yeah. play no, Saga. Saga. <laughs> <laughs> but because this is kind of like, the sort of Viking range that I've been thinking about for a few years, going, oh, wouldn't this be cool? And mm. in my mind, and then here it is. I love these. I love these undead skellies. Well, you have you have access to adjusting a set of three D printers, so you've got to buy the files and the resin. Oh, nice and, and, and the resin. Really nice little <laughs> and, well and, the, and the snacks for while I'm keeping an eye on the print. <laughs> I mean, there's snacks everything. are a legal form of currency with me. Everything you could ever want. Yeah, just sitting here waiting for you. Yeah. Well, by oh, that he means everything Lloyd would ever want. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I can't think of anything that I would want that's not pretty much already here. Even wreck chips. Goodness. Oh, sakes. hang on, hang on. They have a quest board. Where? Down the bottom. There. Oh yeah, the travelers pack. Oh uh-huh. right. Yeah. You know, quest, whenever you said quest board, board, I immediately thought hero quest. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Like, Where? Uh, he's talking about second, second row on the left. Yep. Second up on the left. So it's a notice board. So you can there pin you your like, oh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. A quest board. Stuff. <laughs> you tell I'm people what's happening in Dragon the library. Age, I see one of those. I'm running up to it going, <laughs> I have things to do. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I could look at this all day. So yeah, talk among easy. yourselves. I would like to see. I would like to see them do more versions of the trolls and stuff. I want. Mm. They've done like sea river trolls. I want yeah, to see more them of the do, monsters, like, forest and mountain trolls. So what you like want mountain yachtnar and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the others, they've got a Patreon as well. So mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash Asgard Rising. 
Nice. Gee whiz. And they've got ooh, five levels. See all five levels, yeah. Very cool. Let's just keep on coming. Oh, you can even be a merchant. So there'll be someone who 3D prints these on Etsy, probably. Uh, I seen these. Yeah, I seen so, these on Etsy yeah. originally. Yeah, somewhere yeah. like that. They popped mm-hmm. up, and then I went, "This must be part of something else that mm-hmm. has the whole range." Then I went searching for Asgard Rising, and hey presto, all this wonderfulness just came up and slapped me in the face like a mm. fish. Oh. I do <laughs> like the idea the that they're sea. going. If you can produce this, go right ahead. Yeah, that's cool. Pay us yeah. our royalty every month. Well done, guys. Certainly a way to do it. But for those of us who don't have 3D printers, we're going to take a look at a couple of Kickstarters that don't require you to do clever things. Mm. You just throw the money and they will provide you with a physical solid <laughs> product. Did Derry just backhandedly call me clever? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. We are starting off with a very impressive looking game. Mm. Uh, so this is Dragon Bond Lords of Valar uh, from Draco Studios. I had to say it in that voice because the title seemingly deserves it in my mind. Um, so this is a one to four player game mm. uh, that was designed by the one and only Alessio Cavatore alongside Ooh. some folks from Draco Studios, which is pretty cool. I've heard of him. Yes. Uh, he did some things. He's um, king of my little pony. He and is. Nothing else. The Lord he tried of the to pony. kill me with his car. Was that not Sam? <laughs> no, it was like Alessio. I was half into his car and he took off while I was still. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, was that the first time we met him? That's it. I had my front end in the car and he drove off with my back end still sticking out of the car. Hold on a second. Alessio has tried to trip me up with a power cord before as well. <laughs> Does he just want to try and kill people? I don't know what. I mean, he, on he is the Jeff purpose. Bezos of, uh, <laughs> of miniature wargaming. He just really uh, wants to kill somebody. But, but anyway, Draco. Yes, so, yes. So Dragon Bond Lords of Alar. It's a one to four player game. Uh, it's designed to be asymmetrical. So mm. each of the four different kind of like um, characters or monsters that you play as in the game have their own way of sort of working towards achieving victory. The cool thing about this as well is that you have two people in the game that will play as sort of generals that lead massive armies into battle and will command units on the tabletop. And on the other side of things, you have two people that play dragons. And the dragons are armies onto their own because Mm -hmm. they're dragons and dragons are awesome. And so they will be playing very differently too. The whole point of the game is that you'll be trying to sort of dominate their fantasy world that they've created. And the first person to get to 10 victory points or domination points will be the winner. There's a twist in the tale on top of all of that as well, because, as the name would suggest, there is something called the Dragon Bond. And this is where the cool stuff comes in, because if you're playing a dragon and your friend at the table is playing a, one of the generals, they can actually meet in the same space and they can decide to become dragon bonded. If they do, then they are now working cooperatively against the other players at the table, uh, although they have made it a little bit harder because then you need 20 points in order mm. to win the game which is pretty cool um the actual game itself uh as i say has been designed by lesser cavatore and features artwork which comes from luminaries from across the realms uh they have worked on the likes of magic the gathering and all sorts of role-playing games as well so as you can imagine the artwork for this is absolutely phenomenal mm. when, it com- 
<laughs> when it comes to the actual campaign itself, uh, you can buy the core game, which comes with a free add-on to that, which will allow you to put miniatures in place of the cardboard tokens, which is pretty neat. Although I prefer the cardboard tokens because I'm just <laughs> more of a board gamer. Yeah. Um, but they also have included a whole bunch of additional add-ons, which throw in new generals, new monsters, new dragons, and much more. Because, and this is this is the this is the cool thing. Draco Studios, if it wasn't cool enough, Draco Studios are approaching their world of Dragon Bond and Valar in sort of like a very holistic way. So this is their board game, but they also have an entire miniatures war game that you can play, which is tied into all of the characters that you see here. So you use this as your entry point, and then you can go off and play with freaking dragons on the tabletop all over the place. Which is even cooler. In my it's life. called freaking dragons. I think I'm getting a little smidge excited for this one. Well, I like dragons, man. Yeah, there oh, was no, an interesting I guess one. You like dragons, where um, the dragon bond isn't always mutual and yes, you and, have to roll bargains. If, yeah. if, yeah. if you're if you're rolling, you can find yourself dragon bonded together. Potentially, even if you didn't want to, at which point. <laughs> At which point, anything you do is also giving bonuses to yes. the other person. So if, yeah. if you didn't go in cooperatively and just happen to end up being dragon bonded, then mm-hmm. as you're gaining points, so is your opponent. Mm-hmm. And you could hand the game to them. But at the same time, if you don't play the game, then you're handing the game to them. So you've got to sort of finely balance it as well, which is a, a neat little touch. But there's Can some fantastic unbond? things. Can, Can you, you unbond? Uh, not that I've seen. I don't think so. No, I think once you're bonded, you're you're in for good. Which so will, you part. Yeah, which will harden you. Um, <laughs> in many respects, uh, one of the first expansions, which I think is the Lords, uh, increases the player count up to six as well. So the core game is one to four, but you can yeah. get up to six people with the expansion. Mm-hmm. And the the fact they're chucking in the um, miniature expansion for free with the yeah. core pledge, essentially, it's. It gives you all of those miniatures to replace the tokens for and nothing. The core pledge is really reasonably priced for a Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, look oh, at the God, price yeah. of the core. Look at the price of the core pledge. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So yeah. The, the stuff on the left is what the core pledge is. The stuff on yeah. the right is a thirty dollar expansion that has the miniatures to replace. Mm-hmm. And those are quite nice miniatures. But I like. I like the. They look pretty. like elves riding dra- uh, not dragons, yeah. scorpions. And are they um, saying the core pledge includes? This and this, then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're getting the thirty pound box of miniatures that I think they're done in advance mm-hmm. uh, for gratis, chucked in there to replace your tokens. And you're uh, getting so, the STL files as well, which is nice. Yeah, but you know. So you you're getting a hell of a game now if you back it, much yes. more so than you will when you if you buy it, when it hits retail. retail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, and the nice thing about that is that obviously, as I was saying, they're taking that kind of like well-rounded approach to it. You get that board game, which comes with those lovely miniatures for the dragons and the generals, and then you get all the troops that they use to fight battles with. Mm. So you can then go off and play the war game after you've played a bunch of games of this. Another one of the nice things about, obviously, you know, we're saying the, the player count was one to four players and it mm. goes up with, with the expansions and stuff. They've actually put it in so that when you play games, the the, the regardless of how many players you have, all of the entities will be there, but they're played through a sort of like an AI version of right. that character. Mm. So, for example, if one of the people isn't playing a general, well, you can use a, a sort of like an AI version of that, and that mm. will continue to play. So someone's not losing out if they're the dragon, and then their friend is bonded up with the other general, and then they're like, oh, I've got no one to bond with now. <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to be a lonely dragon, uh, as it were. So. <laughs> they are spectacular-looking miniatures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's horrifying. 
the blobby guy. Oh yeah, the, the blobby, the, blobby, the blobby. jabber. Mm. He's being tooted along in the artwork. He's being tooted along on a palaquin by many people. Yeah, and I, in the miniature, I, I, he is not. Unfortunately, he's just sitting there dripping. I, I, I don't remember. Know if anyone remembers Mister Blobby? It looks like he found a new job. <laughs> you know, everybody's well, had to he, look for new things to do during the pandemic. What can I say? Oh, he, he can't run his now defunct theme park, which is yeah, absolutely yeah, terrifying. Yeah, killed but, too uh, many people. Uh, but as I was saying, one of the nice things about this as well is that the world is quite deep for this. Um, so, in actual uh, included as part of their Kickstarter page, there is an entire primer to the world that you can download, which features all the artwork and stuff. So, if you're kind of liking the look of this. And you're like, hmm, I, I really like lore in my games, so it'd be nice to, nice to learn a little bit more about that. Then you can obviously dive in and give that a go as well, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. but Where's yeah. that? Is that on here somewhere? Yeah, it's up near the top. So is I this something bother. I can get access to? You can get access to it. So if you scroll down, you'll find a thing that says like World Primer, and you can click on it. Um, but um, we actually have a, a prototype copy of this uh, in the studio. So We do. Hopefully, oh, we'll get oh. some stuff done with that oh, in the future. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. You were informed, and then it we're went to Jerry. So. <laughs> uh, that makes so, sense. So hopefully, we'll be doing some stuff in this in the, the future. Artwork is really gorgeous. Nice. So yeah, uh, the, the the artwork and the dragons is what is, is what sold me. And I'm sure he loves uh, the artwork of the dragons even more. Oh God, yes. I am trying to track down the uh, the studio in Mexico for an interview at the moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. De- depending on how things pan out, we may be talking to somebody about what they're up to. Yeah. Cool. Look yeah. at that. We have oh, a worthy life people. with your crazy Mesio Megan cat and alligator people. <laughs> well, there's a lot of pages to this as well. Yeah, as I said, it's a proper yeah. big, deep game that they've been working on for a long, long time. So it's it's the sort of thing that would get dumped out to people who are going to be writing or doing concept art or sketching yes. and that sort yeah. of thing for them, going, here is here is Here's the world. our world is, Bible. Yeah. 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 Now go and work within these these mm. constraints and remit, mm. and enjoy the red moon. Cool. So the red moon was actually what they worked on. I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, where they put brought together all of those dragons that we're seeing there, which is pretty cool. So yeah, very nice stuff. Oh, yeah. it's oh, it's a good way yeah. of doing it. I mean, you can do dragons till the cows come home, and people will back mm. those. And then once you've already done that, then you've got you know the the molds and the stls and all the rest that mm-hmm. you can then build a game around it without having to worry about getting such a high entry yeah. point to get everything developed you know you do it piecemeal mm-hmm. um and that is just terrifying and excellent so mm-hmm. the null all for the null that's very lovecraftian i'm all for that looks like jerry just found his ones what's coming out the back of that dog we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't. Uh, no, want I think it, I think yeah. it's just got a spare mouth on its hindquarters. Uh, uh, we don't. Oh, don't, don't think that is a mouth. Question: it's, it's How is, how is the Kickstarter doing? It's very funded. well. It's funded. Very well funded. Yeah, yeah. Funded? cool. Uh, and has a grand total of twenty days left on its campaign from the time you're watching this. So cool. uh, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, time. Uh, so yes. Then we move on from a very lovely, very bespoke-looking fantasy world mm. to a very nice. And uh, I guess you'd say forgotten corner, maybe, of Napoleonic Warfare. Mm. Um, so this is, is the Napoleon? price. No. <laughs> uh, so this is the price of crowns um, from Piano um, War Games. Uh, and this one's pretty neat because it kind of caught my attention uh, sort of near the start of the week when I saw this popping up on a whole bunch of different mm. Facebook groups. Um, so the idea behind this campaign is that it's a set of metal or STL files 
Okay. Quite covered. Uh, that can be used for building up uh, armies for the Napoleonic sort of period and a little bit after that as well. Um, the focus of this is on the army of Württemberg. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, the Kingdom of Württemberg, yeah. Sorry, other people, but <laughs> from Europe. Uh, but it's based around that, uh, mainly because the sculptor went and explored the castle that was a, a point of a siege and a battle that had been fought there. And then it lit. Le- le- then did a little bit of research about them and found out that they were a pretty kind of like sort of lost and forgotten part of history. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to do a little bit of research and build them up, as you see here, and turn them into an army. And this sort of feeds into the title of the campaign, which is the price of crowns, because it feeds into the price that was paid by the young men of these different kingdoms as they fought to become their own sort of principalities within, within Europe during the period. Um, the focus here is on kind of giving you the core of this force to use during the time. So you've got your line infantry, you've then got grenadiers, you've got Jaegers in there as well. They've also worked on a number of different command figures, both unnamed and named. So you can use them sort of like fill in some uh, sort of blanks in the history book, or maybe make your own stories and tell different tales of the, the armies of Württemberg. Württemberg. Um, and uh, yes, they've even included things like casualties too, because I yeah. love love a couple of dead folk. It's nice to see that yeah. in there as well. <laughs> they're always good. They're always good because if you're playing Napoleonic uh, battles, you tend to have you know big blocks, 24, 36 men ranked up. So having a few people taking a round and falling down is always good. Yeah. I like the fact they've gone for Württemberg simply because it's a another French ally mm-hmm. and one that you don't see often. Um, mostly when people think about the, the Germanic, uh, kingdoms and the like, uh, they're fighting against Napoleon, not with him. So, so it's good to see the, uh, the Württemberg infantry in there, mm-hmm. uh, instead of just having to paint Frenchies all the time, <laughs> yes. you, you can add in some of the, yeah. uh, Polish and, and Württemberg mm-hmm. and the sculpts themselves are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they really are. I, I, I'd never heard of the guy before seeing this, but I must I assume he'd done stuff previously for other companies. I know he said at the, uh, he says at the start of the Kickstarter campaign that this was basically a lockdown project because mm. they were like, I've got nothing else to do. I'll sculpt some cool miniatures, um, which I thought yeah. was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly a way to do it. But no, he's, he's not a, a sculptor that I recognize by name. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know if he's just been working for a company and it's a company that doesn't less their sculptors. Publish the names. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that they are just um, coming out from them, or if this is a first-time sort of affair um, for them. If it is, and it's very, very good. Uh, yeah, there's there is one thing I'm seeing here, and I'm not sure if it's what they're doing for all of them, but there were some pictures up the top where it looks as if the STL files are pre-done for their scaffolds, mm-hmm. and if they have done that for all of them, that's going to make life so much easier for any like new person coming into 3D yeah. printing to actually just. They- plug them in and let them go they've also said that they are rescalable so they've been designed so they'll work for i think it was 15 through to 28 um, I, I, they've gone bigger so. if you if you oh, go down yeah. there's a picture yeah. that has them running from sort of 10 15s all the way up to like 54s there you go. wow yeah so in which case yeah. then even better <laughs> if you're that, setting up an event table for salute there you go <laughs> well, that, that's the joy yeah. with 3D printable files, as soon as it's in that slicer program, you can scale mm. it up, down, whatever you want, so long as you know what the numbers are to actually bring it up yeah. or down properly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was, I, I thought it was really nice to see someone sort of 
again, as we talked about earlier, sort of diving into a sort of lesser known period of history and playing around with it and building basically an entire army. So if this then takes your fancy and you want to add this into your Napoleonic games, stick these guys in. You yeah. just basically back this project. You've got everything you'll ever need, basically. So yeah. Maybe, maybe some more cavalry in the Made future. Some guns. You'd hope they had guns. guns. Yeah. That, oh, that, that, that big first, artillery pieces. That's yeah, guns. Well, you can get them from the that end of the week we looked at. Start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all full circle. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to worry about that. Weirdly, uh, one of our community members contacted me whenever it went live and went, mm. this would be a good one. You could get the metal ones and then get somebody to print out the 3D files and then you could see that the metal are better. Mm. He <laughs> didn't say that last bit, but that's how I imagine he wanted to finish that sentence. I and, think, and it's sorry. fascinating because you don't often see that combo in historics both, yeah. sometimes you'll see it in fantasy but more often than not it will be one or t'other so so having the the sort of the dual paths there of stl and yeah. uh proper miniatures is nice i think someone was saying as well that they've been designed so that they're scaled with a lot of the stuff that already exists so if you're they're, picking up something yeah. like perry's or something they're scaled the there. specifically to perry's yeah. which is very clever because perry's do not do vertenberg and suddenly now it's you've a, got a perfect a, addition to your French army. It's a little gap in the range <laughs> and you can drop yeah. straight in there because Perry's are a little um, different scale from some of the others. Um, yeah, they look bang on for scale with Perry. Yeah. So yeah, Gorgeous. some cool stuff. You can play a big badass board game full of dragons or you can make a lesser known army from the Napoleonic period and use that on the table or, instead. Turn up 28. Or turn up 28. Don't you do go, that, yeah. Oh my God, yes. against dragons. Yes. <gasps> Writes itself, Ben. How did you not work that one out? Oh my God, root vegetable dragons. That would be amazing. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. while Ben mulls over that one, that's us for another week of gaming news. Hope you enjoyed the show, folks. And if you did, why not come over on Sunday morning and join our Cult of Games where we'll be kicking back and having a more relaxed hobby look at our weeks uh, with the XLBS show. If you're not already a member of the Cult of Games, you can sign up for a 30-day trial, which is completely free, gratis. We're not going to cost anything at all. But once you're in, you're never out. That's something important to remember. Uh, Otherwise, uh, we will see you next week. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.